The Rum of Miss show that you are currently tuned into will begin in about five minutes. Until then, enjoy this wonderful tune. Why does a good man have to die? Another piece of shit to be born. Reasons unheard of tear in my flesh. My heart is ripped, my soul. What's up, everybody? Chris Stolle here with my co-host, Venus. Hey. And the moaning <laughs> one, Brian Miller. Wasn't me. <laughs> Wasn't me. All right, guys, you may have noticed that this episode was not live. We're having some sort of internet technical difficulty. So, obviously, this week, this episode will be pre-recorded and uploaded tonight to you guys. So, you're still going to get it tonight, just... You don't get to hang out with us as we do it. But you know what that means? That means that pretty much anything fucking goes now because now I really don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. There's not much in the way of news tonight, so we may be playing with a little experimentation uh, in the second hour. But in the first hour, let's go ahead and jump into it. I'll let you guys decide. Do you want politics first or entertainment first? Politics. Uh... Yeah, let's get the the politics out of the way. All right. Well, I'm going to start off with a uh, sweet little deal. All you potheads and stoners out there, you'll be thrilled to know that the company that makes Jelly Belly is intending to release uh, marijuana jelly beans. Jelly beans infused with the, uh, what is it, the CBD or... CBD. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, CBD beans. And and basically the oils and stuff of that nature. Uh, Unclear if it's going to be pot flavored or if it's going to be just hidden in like... Typical fruit flavors and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... I'll I'll make this quick because I'll let you guys hash, hash this one out. Forgive the uh, the, the pun in that, the, in that statement. Mine's very simple. There's enough fucking brain-dead stoners. I say no. Plus the <laughs> fact I'm thinking this is a fucking candy. It gets in the hands of kids. No. Absolutely not. Zero. No. No zero tolerance. Well, it'd be so easy to... It'd be so easy to hide it, too. You know what I mean? Like, kid gets a hold of him, takes him to school. You know what I mean? Oh, they're just jelly beans. You know what uh, I mean? Like, it's just... That doesn't seem like a good idea to me. This seems like a counterproductive practice. Yeah, has, but CBD doesn't get you high. But it's oh, also... So what's the it, point of it, then? It has it has it's no a, it's medical a, purpose. I mean, CBT it's, it's, does. It's a pain C- relief. CBT It's a pain does. reliever. Like, you could, like uh, you could safely take CBD... Like in any amount, pretty much, mm-hmm. and it's just like a like a painkiller. Like 
I have uh, CBD oils. Um, it's mixed with uh, coconut oil. And I use it for, like, sore muscles and stuff and whatever. Like, it has no, like, high effects. Like, you're not going to get high from it. Um, but my question, <laughs> and it's like, safe for you as well, right? But my my question isn't isn't the fact that CBT uh, CBD is uh, is or is not uh, an agent that gets you high. My question is, if its purpose is medicinal, why is it in a fucking candy? Why isn't it in adult Tylenol? For the sake well, of argument, they sell, they sell that stuff. You can buy it online. They have CBD gummies already. And they they sell it like it's all packaged saying this has CBD in it. Like this is a marijuana product. Like keep out of the reach of children. The same as they do for like Tylenol and stuff. Um, they've been selling that stuff for years, and no one's had an issue with it yet. Like nobody. It's not quite um, legal even in Canada, but nobody does like jack shit about it. I mean, it's not illegal to the point where you're gonna go to jail or anything. So people just. Like, you can honestly, I could send you guys websites. Like, it, you'd be amazed by the stuff you can order online. Like, like, uh, met, like fucking well, no, water products and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised on that. I know there's a bunch of idiots to sell anything on online. I used to sell shit on eBay. Trust me, I know people sell <laughs> everything online. But the fact, the fact of the matter is, my my problem with this is putting it into a candy. Not a not like a daily gummy, not like like I was saying, like an over the counter uh, drug for adults that does, that does have things like keep out of reach of children. But we're talking about Jelly Belly. I mean, Jelly Belly targets kids so much that they came out with Harry Potter's freaking uh, Birdie Bots every flavor beans to promote Harry mm-hmm. Potter because kids loved the fact that you can get a jelly bean that tastes like earthworms and vomit and barf. And earwax, yeah. you know, and earwax, and you're you're now gonna put this product, which whether be- beneficial for medical reasons or not, into the hands of children. You can't tell me this is well, not targeted towards hands of children, and it doesn't need to be there. I'm against this one hundred and twenty thousand percent. Well, see, I've I've had CBD type of stuff around my house. Um, my kids are fucking idiots. If you have Drano under the sink, you tell your kids, don't touch that Drano. It's bad for you, and they're not going to touch it. So my kids didn't touch that type of stuff. Like, not like I ever had a lot, but, you know, like a buddy would give me a gummy or something to be sitting around. Like, obviously not in their reach or anything, but still, it'd be like, just whatever you do, don't eat these. Like, it was a pretty educational. It'd be like, this that contains marijuana. <laughs> It's not for you type of gu- it's not for you guys. If it doesn't come in a bag that specifically says, you know, Skittles and nothing else and you buy from a vending machine or from a corner store, that's safe. Anything else, if it says this on it, don't eat it. If it says that on it, don't eat it. So it's pretty educational and they were learned pretty quickly not to touch that stuff. Right, but you gotta ask yourself, at least I'm asking myself, if they're gonna be putting this type of stuff into a product as, as mundane as a jelly bean. Is that the next logical step that they make it where it's over-the-counter uh, connection? We lost Brian, by the way. Uh, over-the-counter uh, candies that you could buy while you're standing in line at a supermarket or, as you said, in a vending machine. Is, is that the next logical step for this? I mean, is this the world we're going to live in now where everything's going to be pot-laced? No, I think you should still have to buy it, like, at... Um, a, like a, at a marijuana store or something. Like I think Ontario is supposed to have um, the LCBO selling it. Well, a kid can't go into the LCBO and buy it first off. 
Um, they now have like weed dispensaries all across Canada. Um, you walk in there and the moment you get in there, like you, you get ID'd. If you're not old enough to be in there, you have to leave. So they're not selling this stuff to kids. They're not allowed to sell it to kids. So if kids get their hands on it, it's because of negligent parents. Well, I, I guess that's fair enough. But I mean, negligent parents, notwithstanding, uh, you got to think of it this way. And I'm going to use an example. Like when I was 11 years old, I started smoking cigarettes. And I was able to get a hold of the cigarettes through a vending machine at a holiday supermarket that was not very well, you know, guarded. That obviously the supermarket's part fault. And then when I was thirteen, I had a friend that I would send out to the bar to get me forties, you know, and, and stuff of that nature. So if kids want it, it's not necessarily the parents not regulating the children. It's the fact that if they want it that bad, there's ways they're going to get it. Yeah, but it's already been available for years, and we don't really see kids kids taking it very often. And like, it's more it like CBD is directly more used for pharmaceutical purposes over um, recreational purposes, just because like old people use it for arthritis and stuff and whatnot. So they they're not taking it for the high reason. And like, if you're worried about kids getting high. You don't really have to worry about that. The worst that's going to happen is they're just going to get super relaxed and pass out. And <laughs> that's probably about it. Well, I mean, that, that, that's, that's fair enough. I'd, I personally, as, as a father, as, as somebody who, who really, I, I teeter on the whole entire legalization of marijuana. I really do. Because of the it's fa- a not, safer product, though. It's not. Like, it really is. It really it isn't. Is, it really isn't. It, not in no, any way, it, shape, it, or form. <laughs> it's not bad. Prove to me in one instance where CBD turned out to be bad for anyone. A, a single joint of marijuana contains more tar than a three packs of cigarettes, and that's been proven by the uh, CDC. So uh, that's not again, CBD though, and that's honestly from smoking it. But anything that you smoke is going to have its own downfalls. It's smoke, and that's what's what smoke in your lungs, regardless. Also um, alters way- also alters brain chemistry, uh, affects abilities to drive or operate machineries, uh, and doing it too much can kill brain cells. If you want proof of that, talk to anybody who smokes from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed. Usually sound like a burnout, like, well, man. Yeah, there's a reason for that. It's because they killed brain cells. And, and I'm making the same. I'm not saying that they shouldn't legalize it, but it has to be heavily fucking regulated. And I agree with it for for like medical purposes. But this just oh, let's make it as available as fucking you know candy, which is ironic since Jelly Belly wants to make a candy of it, is wrong to me. It, you know, it's not a safer product than cigarettes or, or alcohol. It has the same types of effects in one way, shape, or form or another. Maybe different than than cigarettes or alcohol, but it still has effects. It's still altering your brain chemistry. It still can be an addictive product to people who have addictive personalities. The the, the arguments that they normally t- that the that the weed smokers normally try to use is not 100% accurate and correct. Okay, so you're going to be arguing with someone who's actually um, been advocating. Um, I went to like a few court cases and everything. I've worked with doctors, politicians, researchers, and everything on the whole marijuana issue. So <laughs> we we could go there, but here's it's going to be an hour long show on the just on this. Then that's fine. I don't mind because I I I may not have uh, fought for <laughs> advocating it, but I can definitely go from personal experience. It's been around me my whole entire life. And it's something that I absolutely have a deep-seated hatred for. 
If you want to be, if you want to be real, again, I accept it for its medical uh, uh, ramifications. Although half the time, with some of the things that they claim that it does medically, I think it's just because you got too stoned that you don't notice it anymore. You know, but <laughs> but that's but, the same with painkillers too, right? And I so don't think painkillers like pain are like uh, no, I don't. yo like synthetic heroin. Like uh, I think CBD is a lot safer for you than synthetic heroin. People overdose on synthetic heroin. You're not going to overdose on CBD. You're going to be have a nice relaxed back or something. You're gonna, you're not, you're like, you're gonna be able to move your hands again. Yeah, you could say that you could be high because of it, but I mean, you could also compare it to pharmaceuticals at the same time. And I mean, pharmaceuticals don't cure it; it gives you temporary relief of it. Well, that that's fair, and 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 in that aspect, like, I don't agree with the opioid thing or or the synthetic heroin. You know, I say take uh, take painkillers off the market, too, and muscle relaxers because they are addictive chemicals. But the difference between the, the products that we're talking about now and things like Percocet or 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 uh, Vicodin is the fact that Vicodin and Percocet are heavily regulated. Marijuana is not. If you want to put it in a pill form and make it where only a pharmacist can prescribe it, uh, give it to you after a doctor has prescribed it to you. Absolutely. Head shops. No. But you, okay, honestly, to get these type of things already, you pretty much need to go through um, either through a compassion club, which is set up um, that actually it's it's regulated also. Um, they have so many things by Health Canada and stuff, so many regulations that they have to follow. Uh, so much of this, so much of that. Like, yeah, they're they're um, heavily guarded by like pharmaceutical companies already. They have certain mandates that they have to follow. Um, you have, like, in order to buy medical marijuana, you need a prescription to buy that. Um, in order to get CBD, you need a prescription to get that, pretty much. So it's, they're not just going to be handing candy out like candy. <laughs> it's going to be a lot harder to get it than that. Um, it's, it's still, it's not illegal, I don't think. I've never seen anyone arrested for, like, CBD, but, I mean, they're making it illegal to use as a treatment medically, or they're p- taking the patent for it which is like crazy, but, um, yeah, um, if you want to make a pill, like they've got those and they're just THC pills, like bad, bad stuff for you again. Um, concentrated THC, probably not the best thing. Um, concentrates in Canada are still illegal, like, um, hash, um, shatter. Those are still illegal. So there's really strict laws when they make something like that. So it's, it's going to be like really hard for anyone to even get these jelly beans. They're not going to be giving it to their kids. <laughs> well, some people might. That's that's a problem. But that again, that may be parents that may be, you know, whatever. Their kids are maybe. on Percocet or whatever, and they're trying alternative medicine. Like, yeah, that, that would make sense. Like, I'm not going to condone parents for doing that either. But here, here's the difference. And I, I feel I feel for the audience's sake, you know, before before Venus continues. I am not a big pharma supporter. Obviously, I think big pharma is nothing but the biggest con artist scam in the, in the world. Okay, uh, the drug prices are fucking outrageous, and of course that uh, the fact that they're uh, most are really addictive, like 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 Venus said, with uh, being basically synthetic heroin and purposely de- uh, designed to be a dependent drug. In other words, they tell you don't use it because you can get addicted, but they want you fucking addicted to it. It's it, 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 it's a catch twenty two. It's a scam. I am not against medical marijuana. Well, I'm not against medical marijuana. Period. I'm not against. 
I'm against uh, recreational marijuana. I'm against fucking stoners. Okay. Um, but when it when it comes when it comes to my arguments on certain aspects of medical marijuana, it isn't because I'm a big pharma supporter. I'm not. It's because I question the validity of the uh, of the application of the the product and yeah. and how it's handled and regulated through the healthcare industry, through the governments. Uh, I say governments because Venus is from Canada. I'm from the United States, two different governments, you know. Um, so please understand that. I, I know a lot. Of, I got right now I'm going to be getting uh, comment sections down below. It's like, oh, fucking square, fucking straight edge. Fuck you. I used to smoke <laughs> pot, okay? I smoked it so oh, much. You're time. right. I, I smoked so much that I wouldn't fucking uh, get high anymore. I just got the munchies and ready to go to take a nap. I know what pot does. It's not like I'm somebody that never did it before. So it's the devil. I've done it. I know what it does. I know what it can do. I've seen what it's done to others. I've seen what it's done to people that don't have addictive personalities. I've seen it to people that have per addictive personalities. I've seen it act as a gateway drug to people that needed that extra fix because it became not enough. The, the fact of the matter is, yes, it is individual to people, how, they, how it affects them. But that's neither here nor there. My dis my dislike of the pr of the mar marijuana product industry is that it is not heavily controlled and regulated in some way, shape, or form to make sure that it is being used in the proper way. Oh, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're absolutely not wrong, but. Um, when I when, like when I think about like the, like the medical medicinal uses of it, like yes, it's not going to permanently fix you. Um, it's going to be working while you're using it. Like like um, my ex boyfriend died of epilepsy, and he used to um, have like really bad grand mal seizures, and like when he would smoke pot, like he would like calm the fuck down. Like he would be normal and stuff and whatever. And he wouldn't have seizures. And he, like, towards uh, the end of his life, like, he was having massive seizures. Like, uh, at least one every, co like, a couple of weeks and stuff. And, and, like, I straight up told his mom, I'm like, look, when, he's when he smokes this, like, he's got a way lower risk of having a seizure. Like, I know this for a fact. And I wasn't even smoking weed. I used to advocate for weed, and I wasn't even smoking weed. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, because it was people's choice, right? I mean, you're an adult. You can do what you want. Pretty much. Plus, I got to learn all the medical stuff about it. Uh, worked with great people. I mean, it, it was good. I used to be a huge fucking stoner back in the day, but <clears throat> fortunately, I stopped all that. But um, yeah, like they have different strands and stuff. Like, there's been lots of research done on it. Um, you have to actually find some of like some of it. Lots of it is like still secretive, or it's like said that it doesn't work. No, like, it works. If you know what you're doing, it works. Like, um, sorry, just give me a minute here. Yeah, so different strange. <laughs> yeah, so we have indica strains, and that's, like, a downer type of thing. Um, that's good for different things as compared to sativa, like an upper type of thing. And that's good for ADHD and whatnot. I have ADHD, so. Yeah, don't get me started like, on ADHD. I think that's, uh. I have my own personal views on ADHD, and <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. But I mean, like it, it, like they give you meth for that. They give you a byproduct of meth for oh, ADHD. Oh, I know. They give you, they give you Adderall, and back in the day, they used to give you Ritalin. I know. 
Yeah. They're basically so, speed. I know. Yeah. So if you're going to like smoke a little bit of weed here and there, I mean, I see no issue with it at all. Like, if it works and if it works like just as good or better than fucking meth, then by all means do it. <laughs> do it. Like you're doing yourself a favor in the long run. Well, see, that, that's, that's kind of why I have my own personal opinion of ADHD. I was diagnosed as uh, ADD, not ADHD, uh, because I wouldn't pay attention in school. And, you know, it was like seventh grade or whatever the case may be, and they put me on Ritalin. And according to my mother, because I don't really remember this all too well, probably because I was fucking stoned on Ritalin. <laughs> um, probably. According to her, like when I took the pill, I was basically zombified i was i was you know fucking laser focused on whatever it was i was doing which was great because that means i was paying attention doing what i was supposed to do whatever but sooner or later and and very docile but as soon as i came off of it i became violent agitated it it, it's literally coming off of speed you become violent you become uncontrollable yeah you get the withdrawals and stuff like, I can honestly compare that with weed again. Like, I know how much you hate weed and stuff. But with weed, you're not going to, like, get that. But, you know, you're going to have, like, the like same brain mentality, like, come back. But you're not going to have the withdrawals. Uh, the withdrawals are probably the worst when you're taking pharmaceuticals. But you, you stop smoking weed. You can, like, you know, space it out. Take, take a puff when you need it or something. I think it's just way less damaging than, like, pharmaceuticals that they're giving people. Oh, by the way, moral of the story, uh, later on they uh, retested me at St. Christopher's Hospital and found out that I really didn't have ADD. What it was, the reason I was disruptive in class and everything else is because I was fucking bored. I already knew the curriculum. I was above (laughs) the fucking classroom things. I think it was like I was in fifth grade or whatever, or or not fifth grade, seventh grade, and I was already in college level uh, uh, knowledge with things. I already knew what they were teaching. I was bored. I wasn't uh, attention deficit disorder. I was bored. Give me a you checklist know and I, I was able to do what I needed to do. So, you know, I think I think not only is it, I think, all right, I'll say it straight out, and I apologize for anybody that suffers to it. I'll apologize. I, I'm fair enough to apologize for it. Let's, let's put it that way. But my personal view of it, I think ADD and ADHD is a bullshit medical term to sell pills. I <laughs> think... I think nine times out of ten, there is some other reason for the quote-unquote attention deficit other than just some chem- brain chemical disorder. It sounds like they're just trying to dumb you down. Like, ADD and ADHD, like, you have super intelligence. It's just you're very selective in which direction you put it. Like, in grade one, like, like I was smart like you. I was reading at a grade eight level. I was in enrichment programs. I got to skip school and, like, go on like secretive selective field trips and stuff. <laughs> and I would do great in that and then come back to school and still do my schoolwork. Like I barely did any of my work in high school and I still passed when I came to exams or something. I'm just like, I'm not doing this cause it's fucking boring as well. But when it came to tests and shit, I fucking passed them. So I passed like all my courses in high school and yeah. So like, what are they doing? Like dumbing people down with these medications saying you're too smart and that's the issue. We're going to like diagnose you with ADHD or something and then give you these pills. So you're fucking mellowed out and you're not like you're, you're doing what we tell you to because you wouldn't do what we told you before because you know better. Well, here I, like, is that an issue? I got, I got something to, I got something to propose. Let me, let me, let me see. Let me pick your brain on this one here. Uh, okay. 
let's let's pick an alternative of uh, ADD and ADHD. As you said, most of us who who were diagnosed with it in some way, shape, or form, they force uh, the first thing they want to do is give you a fucking pill, you know. And the let's let's be real about that here. Maybe the problem is, and I don't necessarily know how the school system is is in Canada, but I know here in the United States, it's kindergarten through twelfth grade for normal school, I guess what they would call preparatory school in, in England or, or whatever the case may be. But basically from kindergarten to, to 12th grade, that's 13 years of schooling, mandatory yeah. 13 years of schooling. Now we, we talked about this on, it had to be said before you take those 13 years of schooling and you look at it and everything you need for normal use in, in the everyday world, you learn by the sixth grade. Half of that has already been destroyed. You know, uh, half of that schooling has already been eliminated of not necessary unless you're going to be pursuing particular fields of study. So here's my question is maybe part of the reason that ADD, especially since most of us fall out in high school, that's where like really most of us become very disruptive or start cutting class or or whatever the case may be. Maybe because there's too many years of school, maybe we should cut down from 13 years to eight, nine years of schooling or something of that, uh, something of that type to maybe and and focus the curriculum more on not just uh, your general reading, writing, arithmetic, but also like uh, bring back home economics, teach people how to fucking cook and balance their fucking budget uh Pay bills, pay taxes, uh, things that you need for everyday real life. Exactly. Like, why don't they, like, people, like, kids that have difficulty paying attention in school and stuff, and, you know, they're getting these ADHD diagnoses and stuff, they're obviously not doing well in school. And if you put someone in, a, in an environment that they're not going to excel at, they're obviously going to do very bad at. So why not take them out and be like, okay, you know, for your high school, you have four years of an apprenticeship in this or something. Or um, for the next four years, you're going to be like um, like a sub like a sub teacher or whatever, a student teacher. Or why don't we get you doing this or something? You know, and not even necessarily getting paid because it would still be part of the education system. But they would walk out with like a degree. And uh, people that want to like go to college and stuff, like yeah, that's great. But why don't we get these kids with more hands-on stuff, actually doing things, instead of like having to repeat this information because they're they're bound to fail. Well, that 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 that's exactly my point. Like, uh, if if say by eighth grade you know everything you need to know in in school for for general life, okay. So that that's literally el- for United States elementary school and middle school. That that's that's uh, you know kindergarten through eighth grade. So you got nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, which is high school. Here's my proposal: for those that want to pursue particular careers or college, give them the typical high school equivalency of it. You know, let them learn algebra, t- trigonometry, and the, the things like that that normal people would never use in everyday life. For the people that would not excel in those types of environments, treat high school like a fucking trade school. Teach them a trade. Open up automotive or, or building maintenance or, or uh, nursing, those types of things, and have that four years spent on building a skill that they can use when they walk out of high school. Following a police officer around or following a nurse around 
or something like that, you know, just getting them out of that like mundane, like having to sit there because you can't sit there if you're not interested, if you've got, and if you want to call someone um, to be um, diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, you, you cannot sit there and focus on what you're bored at. Um, why aren't they taking these kids out like in like tree planting or something, you know, having like a summer, an off summer course and going out and like doing forestry or something, um, you know, having them volunteer for like and getting credits for it and like volunteering for the town to like beautification or something for the town, um, you know, um, working on random things like why is there not enough outlets for this and we're just drugging kids instead. No, that's exactly it. The problem the problem with the education system today is it's geared towards making you go to college because you're being force-fed from fucking, like, third grade that if you don't go to college and get a degree, you will never succeed in this world. That is bullshit. There are a shit ton of small, uh, small business owners, uh, whether it be, like, construction, uh, contract, general contracting, uh, store owners, stuff like that, that never went to college, never went to college. And they are more than comfortable in their lives. Are they fucking Donald Trump or Bill Gates? No, but are they living comfortable lives and, and doing a job that they enjoy and making a comfortable living to afford home car family? Yes, they are. So right there, your your education is being based on a lie that you must have college. And then to top it off, you're not being taught to learn. You're being taught to pass tests. Standardized testing has ruined the education system. Instead of teaching somebody to be taught, to have the lesson, to have a skill, it's just being taught to be able to pass the next test. They're not being taught. To like dispute this information, they're not. Nobody's being taught to um, have to go validate it. Here's your textbook. This is the truth. This is what you have to learn. This is what you have to believe. And it's like, well, like again, like kids with ADHD and ADD, they want to dispute this. They want to know why it's fact. They want to know exactly how it works out. How exactly you got there from point A to point B. They want to see the whole picture with every little detail in it. They want to like they want to see the whole where's Waldo picture. Find Waldo. Be like Waldo's beside this girl to the left of this guy to the downwards of this guy and on this exit access here and that's where waldo is and if you look at it from far away he is um about left center corner or something like that's what they want to do like they've got like vivid fucking minds and they could they're able to do this stuff but it's like no where's waldo circle waldo look closely at the picture and find him well it's like there's so many details and so many patterns that like kids with add and adhd could find and point out but they're not they're being told that's wrong like even in certain math situations like um i have a buddy who actually did i don't know if you did math differently like uh, your time tables or anything different chris but i did i have a buddy with add that used to do that and they're like no it's wrong you have the right answer but you did it wrong how the the fuck is it wrong then the way the way i do it the way i do it was the way i was taught in school and they've changed it. I can't do the ma- I can't do general math that my 10-year-old is doing in school because they've changed the way they do it. Dividing and everything else like they started making these fucking like uh square graphs and everything else. It's like what happened to long division? That was the easiest exactly. way to figure it out. What happened to long division? Now we're doing like fucking pie charts and shit with it. Really? 
And like, I, how relevant is the pie chart? Like, you're gonna bore even more kids. Well, here's, like you're here's really the thing. setting them up for more failure. Well, here's the thing: when they sit, when they tell you they want you to show the work, and I look at something like long division as opposed to short division, and and, and the way we used to do it, you know, carry over, drop down, all that type of stuff, right? And then I yeah. watched the way like my ten year old does it, and the way they taught them in school, it's more work the way they're doing it to get to the same result. Like that, that's gonna bore more kids. You, you know how many more um, cases of ADD and ADHD they've had since I was a kid? Like triple the amount. No fucking wonder why. Like you, you're like they're not robots. Like you, like we both know. Like if you've got like ADHD or ADD, you you've got a mind that works and it functions. It over functions. You don't want to be a robot and have to sit there and be like, I have to do it like this. You're like, if I can find a new creative way to do it, which will save me time and energy, I want to be able to do it that way. Which you, which they normally do find, and then it's like you did it wrong. We can't pass you. Are you fucking kidding me? You're gonna pass the kid who does fuck all, but I have a new ingenuitive way of doing it, and I'm wrong. See, the the, the thing the thing is, is that uh, they they don't want to. Re- there was a comedian named George Carlin, and before I get into this, I just want to let you know, Brian uh, lost power. That's why we lost Brian. Uh, he's waiting for the neighborhood to get power back, and he's having the worst day ever. It. Yeah, he is having the worst day ever. So, guys, he <laughs> he uh, he unfortunately we lost him due to a power outage in his area. So, as soon as the power is back, he's going to try to get back on. So, uh, keep an ear out for him. Uh, but at, where I was going, there used to be a, a comedian. I'm sure you, you know who he is. Everybody pretty much knows who he is. George Carlin, and he said it absolutely yeah. best. The education system is designed for making us just smart enough. They want us just smart enough to be able to file the paperwork and to, to do the, the, the jobs and everything else, but not smart enough to question shit and to be able to realize that we're getting fucked by the system, that by the big club that we're not a part of. And it's absolutely true. They don't want a generation. They don't want a many generations of free thinkers. That's why colleges indoctrinate people into stupid shit like socialism. That's why the school, uh, the elementary schools and the middle schools and the high schools are geared towards college. They want you to think you're smart, but you're not. You are a sheep part of the status quo, and that is how they are training you. And, and it's that, wrong. Clearly, because we could have so many, like, you know, scientists and stuff. Like, like if you look at the symptoms for ADD, ADHD, these kids could be fucking, like, biochemists, rocket scientists, even at a young age. But it's like, because you don't do it this way, you're never going to get anywhere in life, blah, blah, blah. Do you know how upsetting that is? You know how disappointing that is? Like, oh, I'm not, I can't, I don't do it this way, so, you know, I'm going to fail. I don't hold my pencil a certain way, so I must be half-retarded. Or autistic or something blah 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 meanwhile these kids have like so much potential to do so much great things with their mind but they're stuck in such a small space and you have to do it this do this do this do that like are you kidding me get these kids out of there <laughs> get these kids out in like actual situations where they can like function properly well let me let me tell it, let me let me tell our listeners a story here there was once a time in the world, at least within my country, the United States, I'm sure it was there in Canada too, but there was once upon a time that people were celebrated for being different. There was a time where individuality and and diversity was a good thing. And now I'm not talking about separation, I'm talking about diversity. Diversity in the fact that I was different than you. I was better at something 
than you were, but you were better at something than I was. And rather than us being upset that I was good at one thing and you were good at another, we celebrated the fact that you were good at that and I was good at this. You know, and yeah. and that has been bred out of society because they don't because of feelings. We don't want people to feel bad that they can't do something. Fuck that. You know what used you to be? You remember me? that commercial from you, like way back in the day? And it's like not everybody's good at everything, but so everybody's good at something. Right. Well, like that, I used to play when I was like seven years old. <laughs> but uh, you know that that that's that's where I was going with it. Is that you know uh, you know what somebody else being good at better at something than me usually did to me? I'll tell you what it did to me. It made me more focused to get better at it. Yeah, I mean, that's what it did. You know, if I if if I if, if it bothered me that you were better at something than I was, it made me more determined to get better at it. So that way I could compete with you. It was a yeah, healthy competition. Exactly. It you was know, because you, know. you still get rewarded. It's like, you know, you're not the best, but you keep doing better and you keep doing better. So, you know, one day you're going to do really good at something. And you actually had, like, that motivation and, you know, like, at the end of the day, it's like, well, you know, I keep doing better than my best, so I'm getting better. So one day I'm going to be, like, right beside that guy, you know, maybe he'll be second place beside me. And, like, right now, like, I did better, like, in a, in a uh, leg race or something. Like, I did better than my time last time, not as good as his time, but I'm getting at his time, so I'll beat his ass one day. <laughs> How much more motivational could that be? Right. No, you're absolutely right. And and like I said, and today we're in a society that it's literally bombarding our children in every way, shape, or form. You are not a part of the conscious collective if you don't do things the exact same way we do. If you don't dress the exact same way we do. Wear the same style of clothes and name brands that we do. Listen to the same music we do. Watch the same movies we do. It is every which way being bombarded in to take away individuality and make a collective. Uh, a collective. And it's, it, it's, 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 it's absolutely wrong. It's, I've, I've watched it. I've bitched about it for years with the rise of things like dubstep and everything else. Is, uh, the, reason I bitched <laughs> about, the reason I bitched about it is because of the fact it's not music. It's not, there is no creativity involved. It is a bunch of noise made on a computer. There is no skill and musical theory involved in it at all. And you're only following it because you were told by old people fat white people in the music industry that this is what's cool and <laughs> and, and it's in everything <laughs> we do do you think that if a bunch of free thinkers and individuals would ever give the time of day to paris hilton and kim kardashian no we would look at them as the Absolutely idiots that not. they are you know they would be asking you do you want fries with that <laughs> they were in on a few episodes on 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 the simple life. Yeah, you know that that's the reality of the world. Do you think we'd be looking at these? I don't even know what the fuck to call them, rappers that they are now, mumble rappers with all the tattoos everywhere on their face and the rainbow colored hair, wearing women's clothes and shit. Like, do you think we'd be giving them the time of day if we were a society Little of individuals? Bears. Hell no. Hell no, we wouldn't, because we would realize nope. that they're a bunch of fucking idiots, talentless exactly. idiots. You've got the same 
uh, repetitive thing over and over in a song. It doesn't even rhyme, you know? And that and that's cool and all. I, like, I, I've always wanted to hear music like that, where it's like, it doesn't have to rhyme. It doesn't have to always be in rhythm. But now everybody's doing it, and they're doing it. I don't like, I, I sell drugs. I sell drugs. My, I make more money than my teacher. I sell drugs. I sell drugs. Okay, cool. We got you sell drugs now. Your next song is the exact same, except your teacher makes less money than you, and you sell drugs. <laughs> I love. I love the fact. I love the boring. fact. That, I love the fact that half the people that listen to songs that talk about like smacking my bitch and, and putting her in her place are sitting are the ones that are standing in feminist rallies saying that we have to treat women equally. Really? Oh Do you God, pay attention to what you fucking listen to? <laughs> You know? Male feminists are the biggest fucking creepers in the goddamn world. Uh, like, feminists cr- fucking piss me off, but male feminists are the most rapiest, creepy motherfuckers ever. Let me let me give you let me give you uh, a little secret. I'm going to give you in to the male feminists. I will tell you exactly who the male feminist is. That's I can a, tell you exactly who they are. That's a dude. <laughs> that's a dude who can't get laid by normal women. So he's going to go he, be an ally because he's hoping to get in their panties. You know what? That's exactly it. Like, men will do anything for the pussy. And it's about time the world realizes this. Men will do absolutely anything for the pussy. So while he's sitting there and rubbing a girl's feet and telling her, yeah, it's your body and everything and making her feel good, he's feeling you up, okay? He's fucking feeling you up in order to fuck you. That's what he's doing. Unless he's gay He's trying to fuck you. Now, if he's gay or trans, he's trying to replace you. <laughs> Let's be real. I mean, we could talk about it. The fucking the 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 tran the trans athletes that are fucking dominating women's sports. It, it is literally replacing women. There, you it, know it, what? It, Men you are wanna, you talk, women than women. You you want to talk about you want to talk about inequality to women? The trans movement to push their way into women's things. Is complete inequality. They do it better. I like okay, like trans women, gay men, like drag queens and stuff. They can all do their makeup. They can all play the feminine role. They could do the feminine walk. They could do the feminine talk. Most women I know can't even put fucking false false eyelashes on. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, they're really like they're up in women here. They're better at being women than women, and these are like. Men, gay men, um, t- like drag queens, or transgender women that used to be men. <laughs> See, I know, I know. Again, I, I know. Again, I'm going to get blasted, and and probably you are too because you're agreeing with me here. But you know, th- let's be fair. I'm not talking about that uh, a transgender person doesn't have a right to be recognized as the gender they want to identify with. In other words, if a man wants to be a woman and identified as a woman, fine, you're a woman, or vice versa. I'm not saying that. But there has to be some form of standard to things because com- grown men, biologically built men who identify as women should not be competing in sports against biological women because, I'm sorry, it's not a popular uh, fact, but it is a fact, men are built differently than women. Of course, we are the stronger of the two sexes. Yes, there are freaks in nature like Ronda Rousey or fucking, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. But they have to work twice as hard to become as powerful as a male is normally. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it's the facts. 
men's bodies, male biological males' bodies were made to be the workhorse, the workload. Were hunters were, were built to be hunters and builders and stuff of that nature. That's why our bodies are designed the way they're designed. Okay, so competing against a woman whose body was not a biological woman whose body was not designed like that is an unfair advantage. Just like I don't care what you say, I do not agree with the 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 transgender bathroom issue. Now the reason of being is if you're a fully transgen uh, transferred person, don't care. Use the bathroom you identify with. But if you're not, I'm not saying you yourself are a child diddler or or that you're not a legitimate transgender person who wishes to identify as that gender. But the problem is, is you are a gateway for those that are that will use your movement as an excuse to be able to get in there. Yeah, you know what? It's not transgender people that are like assaulting children in these bathrooms. You know who it is? Is like full grown ass men who are fucking copying you like transgender people and taking advantage of it, which is totally like discrediting anyone who just wants to fucking pee in peace, you know, and like in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. Like these men are coming in. They're coming in to attack transgender women. They're coming in to attack children. They're coming in to attra- attack straight women because they're getting the door open. And it's not even the transgender community's fault. It's like real sickos out there in the world that are doing this. Now, again, can we can we look at some of this shit as an attack on men? Yes, absolutely. And I'll give you a perfect example. I will give you a perfect. Uh, you're right. We're going to spend the first hour in in just this one subject. <laughs> um. I'll give you a perfect example. The Boy Scouts of America. Do you see any boys tr- pushing to become a Girl Scout or any transgender uh, uh, children being uh, being Girl Scouts? No, they're all going towards the Boy Scouts of America. Girl Scouts is, is, is allowed to be their own thing, but boys are not allowed to have their own thing. It has to be taken over by the left-wing agenda to the point of demasculate, uh, de- demasculating men and taking away anything that was good for men because of to- under the guise of battling toxic masculinity or whatever the case may be. Well, you know what? If you're going to take... If you're taking away the Boy Scouts of America from boys so they don't learn to be responsible and respectful young men, you have nothing to say on the fact that masculinity becomes toxic because they're not learning the right way. You've taken the father out of the house, father out of the household, and now you're taking any type of positive role model away from the the child. What the fuck do you expect to become except toxic masculinity? And he gets bullied because he's a boy and he's he thinks he's superior to girls. Let it you know what? Like let boys have something so they could be like learn how to be gentlemen. You know, how to do certain things so females don't have to. Like no female wants to go to war. Well, let's make these boys, you know, learn how like we we protect women. We take care of our women. Like they were not being offered that. They're being told that they can't have it because it's bad. Are you fucking kidding me? Stop fucking with these kids' minds. Everything's bad. They're not allowed to do anything. Well, what do you expect? You're going to have a fucking whole generation of degenerates now. Mm-hmm. We've, we've lost... I'll be dead honest with you. We've lost a generation. Yeah, there's going to be decent parents that's going to be like, I don't care about the status quo. I'm going to raise my children right. I'm one of those people. But the problem is, is that 
it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough people that haven't been indoctrinated to make a, a lick of difference. We lost the whole generation to this Dr. Spock bullshit, for lack of better term. For lack of better term, this Dr. Spock bullshit, children are people too. I'm not saying, I'm not denying their humanity. I'm just denying the fact, and it kind of segues into the next subject anyway. I'm denying the fact that a child has the mentality and mental capability to make adult decisions in their own life throughout the life of the world. And that also include that means it's our responsibility as parents, as teachers, as role models to make sure these kids are started off on the right path. Telling a boy that he's a bad person because he's a boy is not the right fucking path. In fact, you're making the monsters you're claiming to fight against. Exactly. I totally agree with that. When you tell when you tell little girls that women are superior to men, although how met, how true that may be, you're not making a team player. You're making somebody with an ego problem that's turning around saying, "Bitches rule and boys drool." And guess what? No boy's gonna put up with that unless you're talking about the beta cucks you're creating. Yeah, but we had that when I was a kid too. We had the Spice Girls and the whole girl power. But the thing is, it wasn't girl power needed to beat up boys in order to like achieve any empowerment it was just like we're girls and we're powerful and you know spice up their life we're gonna have fun while we do it kind of like the whole girls just want to have fun type of thing and that's what it was like this is us this is girls this is how we do it oh i mean not we have to you're talking back in the 80s cindy lopper girls just want to have fun i mean i have no problem with things being targeted for girls I have no problem with that. I have no problem with the positive message of a woman can do anything a man could do. I've got no problem with the the, 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 the the standard that we are all equal no matter what sex we are or what race we are. These are good things. But when you're trying to make one superior to the other, that's when you're creating problems. This, yeah, this, because this men feminist have their... movement nowadays is that women are the dominant species on this planet and men are basically no better than dogs humping legs. <laughs> and you see, I would totally respect that if these women acted like like warriors and like Amazons and they were just like, we're proud, we could beat you up, you know, don't fuck with us type of thing. But it's like, oh, the victim card and oh, I didn't get this and blah, blah. And he gets more than I do and wh- fucking wimpy shit like that. You don't deserve to be treated any better. <laughs> Fucking hate me for saying it, bitches. You don't deserve to be treated any better when you're acting like that. When you're acting like a two-year-old infant having a fucking um, mental breakdown, a fucking temper tantrum, you don't deserve more respect. You don't deserve any more of that. You deserve a fucking timeout and think about your bad actions. That's what you fucking deserve. No, you're absolutely right. And I, I, I love that phrase. You don't deserve it. That's exactly it. This victimhood Work mentality, this victimhood mentality, this reparation mentality, this give it to me now, this instant gratification mentality that this generation of people, these last two generations of people seem to have. Oh, uh, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a woman, so I deserve equality because I'm a woman. I should be a CEO of a company because I'm a woman, not because you put in the hard work that the guy did. But because you have a vagina, you just deserve it. Uh, I'm black. And my my great ancestors were slaves once, so you white people should just give me your house. No, you didn't earn it. Uh, 
You Why the fuck are my ancestors were Vikings? Fight me for it. <laughs> well, that, that's exactly that's exactly it. Like this victimhood mentality that again has been indoctrinated into people because of people constantly telling them that this is the way it is. It's not. It's not. And all you're doing with making these victims, quote unquote, and I'm doing air uh, quotes on it. The 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 victims that you're creating is creating that much more of a divide instead of closer to the thing that you're claiming you want to have happen. Which is true equality and peace amongst people. Uh, well, if everyone wanted that whole victim card and stuff, guess what? Your whole family's once upon a time moved to America or moved to Canada. Why? To run away from religious prosecution, to have their own thoughts and freedoms um, above the law, and um, not any of this fucking other bullshit you guys are playing. They are told you want something, you work for it. You're not going to be punished for things that happened in the past. That's why your fucking family's moved there. That's why you're there. You have no more rights than anybody else to say, once upon a time back in history, this thing bad happened to me. So, guess what? Your parents agreed to fucking come here and change that. And they came here with hope in their heart and forgiveness to fucking give, to move on with their lives. And you're going to play the victim again. Well, see, like, see, are you fucking kidding me? See that—that's exactly it. I don't care if you were born in a ghetto. I don't care if your parents were abusive or they separated, you know, when you were young, or or you know, you had a single mother or a single father. I don't care about that shit. You know why I don't care about it? Not because it isn't a tragic thing, and I did stories I don't like to hear. It is. I I have nothing but sympathy, but not pity. Not pity, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you come from. It's what you, what road you choose to walk. Just because you were born in a ghetto doesn't mean you have to die there. You could choose to change your situation. Just because you're a woman and you feel that inequality in the workplace is because you have a vagina, don't play the and victim you don't card. Deserve change over, it. Don't deserve overcompensation because you have a vagina then. Right. You can't say well, one extreme to the other. Exactly. Put in like, if work. you want people to stop looking at you like you have a vagina, then fucking prove to them that you're not all just vagina. <laughs> you want to you change the world? You're not going to change the world. Okay? But there is a way to change the world. There is a way to change the world, and it's the easiest way in the world to do. The easiest thing in the world to do. Change yourself. You don't like something? Put the work in to change yourself. And when you change yourself and everybody else has that same mentality of like, I'm not going to be a victim anymore. I'm going to do I'm going to work hard and change my life, change my situation, change my environment, change my this, that and the other. Guess what? If everybody starts doing that, there will be no more ghettos. There will be no more inequality. There will be no more racism. There will be no more of any of that shit. But it's individual responsibility and hard work and dedication to making the difference. Absolutely. It's like, like things how they are now, it's just obviously not working. And things are going in a fucking landslide downhill. And people need to be told, smarten the fuck up. So They need to wake the fuck up. Exactly. They need to wake Get over the it. fuck up, this, for lack of a better term, this Nintendo generation. Which now is, you know, the gener and I'm a video game player, so I know this, you know. But like the, this, 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 this generation who instantly has to have the achievement from a video game to make them feel like they achieve something, instant gratification. It's stupid. Put in the work. 
put mm-hmm. in the work. Stop rewarding stupidity. Stop rewarding losers and failures. They don't deserve a participation trophy. I don't care about their feelings. I hope their feelings are hurt because if they don't like their feelings hurt, maybe they'll work harder to make sure they don't get hurt again. You know, people are so worried about their feelings being hurt and being offended and stuff. Well, raise your fucking morals and your fucking values. Like, treat people how you want to be treated. Look at them in the fucking eye when you speak to them and stop this crap of, oh, I get social anxiety. Well, you know what? Okay, go study a course. Go look up any information on body language and what you're sending out. If you don't want to look someone in the eye, you look like a victim. (laughs) You look like a weaker person. Like, is that what you want to portray? Because that's what you're sending off and then you're complaining about it. You yourself are doing it to yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. No, it's she, so easy to change that. Like <laughs> she is, she is not wrong. She she is not wrong. The worst thing you could do to a bully, and life is a bully, and the worst thing you could do to a bully is cower, stand up to yeah. him, look him dead in the eye. You know they tell women like if if because they like I used to live in Toronto, and they would like teach women if you don't want to be attacked by anyone, but be raped if you don't want to be mugged if you don't want this happen to you, do not walk. With your head down, keep your head up, uh, but keep like you know, keep yourself aware of your situation. You know, walk with the confidence. If you're gonna walk with your head down, it looks like you got low self-esteem. You look like a target. You are making yourself look like a target. These are the people that get targeted. It's not how you dress. It's not oh any of that. It's honestly how you are walking. You are like your um, energy is being fed on by other people that you are intimidated and you're easy to attack. Again, she's not wrong. In every way, shape, or form, she is not wrong. And, you know, we're going to go a little deeper into that because it's going to lead me into a conversation I wanted to have. I was actually going to save it for, like, it had to be said or or an after-hours thing. But uh, since we're on this subject, we'll we'll just discuss it. So uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll get more into detail with it right here on Realm of the Mist Podcast. Why didn't the three little pigs go in for some kind of flat share scheme? Does Jesus get to choose which wine he turns it into? Why don't Sims have the upper body strength to climb out of a swimming pool? And does everybody really want to be a cat? I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And if you're the type of person that overthinks these deep philosophical questions, then Think to the Brink is the podcast for you. From Disney characters to song lyrics, debates to social etiquette, tune in every week for your dose of paralysis by analysis. All topic suggestions are welcome. If you can think it... We can overthink it. Think to the brink. Available on all podcast platforms. He said that she said that's offensive. Well, someone had to say it. It had to be said with Venus. It's a live show Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out the recordings at any time. Guest shows weekly. Listener, beware. Mature content. Sexual content. Trigger warning. Do you dare Hi, this is Dave from the Comic Collection at 83 Busselton Pike in Feasterville, Pennsylvania. Our phone number is 215-357-3332. We are right next to Northeast Philadelphia. We have action figures, gaming, statues, albums, and CDs, graphic novels, other knickknacks, and, of course, comics. Established in 1985, we are your go-to store. Come by and say hello, and say that the guys from Radiocast FM Radio sent you. 
The address again is 83 Bustleton Pike, Feasterville, Pennsylvania, or call 215-357-3332. Hey everyone, this is John Tite, inviting you to check out War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, me and my co-host Christopher Stolle discuss the news and theories surrounding one of the largest franchise movies so join us every Wednesday at 8 Eastern as we travel to the galaxy far, far away, right here on Anchor FM and wherever fine podcasts are heard. Hi, my name's Chris, and I'm here to tell you Realm of the Mist podcast. Realm of the Mist podcast, we talk about all the great entertainers. From movies, books, comic books, and many forms of entertainment. As well as politics, current events, and just general humor. If you're looking for a podcast right up your alley, look no further than Realm of the Mist Podcast. Here, anchor.fm, where fine podcasts can be heard. Three-eyed turtle? Is that all right? <laughs> a fucking a three-eyed turtle. Are you tired of the same old podcasts with no humor? Well, join us for After Hours, where everything is funny, at least to us, on Anchor.fm, and where quality podcasts are heard. How the fuck did we get on this? I don't know. The FCC started this shit. It's their fucking fault. back on hey what's up guys we are back venus and myself unfortunately we lost brian to a power outage out there in kansas so uh hopefully he'll be back in the second hour but if not yeah well he missed this one (laughs) (laughs) venus this was a good one venus and i started off with talking about like uh jelly bean marijuana and it has led us to uh the the brainwashing of society today which is now leading us to the true culprit of mass brainwashing i'm talking about cell phones that fucking piece of shit that you carry in your pocket that most of you are probably watching us on right now (laughs) i love it technology i suck at it i can even add uh, my friend to skype who's uh, gonna guest host with us tomorrow i didn't know how the fuck to do that (laughs) but i love but i love technology like, I'm just technology stupid. That's all it is. Well, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that it, 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 smartphones are very easy to use, and they're very entertaining, and they've come a long way from the flip phone or from the brick phone that used to be when cell phones first kind of came around. You know, and that's fine, but they have replaced human interaction in so many ways. Like I, like I said, my, my wife and I went, went to Walmart this past weekend. And, you know, we were just doing normal shopping. And I am a person that I do have my phone on me at all times, but it's in my pocket. I pay attention to my surroundings. I use both hands on the wheel when I drive. And I use both hands on the shopping cart when I'm in fucking, you know, the the store or whatever the case may be. And I'm paying attention to my surroundings, paying attention to what I'm there to buy or whatever the case may be. 
we're heading to the line and it, it was a busy day. You know, there was a bunch of people in line waiting to be checked out by the cashiers. Every single one of you, every single one in line, head down, phone in hand, oblivious to the world, checking their social medias or whatever the case may be that they're doing on their phone, playing a little Candy Crush game, just oblivious to the world, can't take their eyes off of that stupid piece of shit. Who does that at Walmart? If you want like real and uh, real live entertainment, Walmart is the best fucking place for that. And and there's nobody who's gonna come up to you and be like asking you questions like a, a sales associate, like, do you need help with it? You gotta go find these people. But I mean like the entertainment uh, and like the people watch it, like not like like creepy, like staring at them with binoculars, but I mean like just how people react and like you know interact in like stores and stuff like why is no one paying attention to this like you could write you could make a whole fucking reality tv show of people in walmart and <laughs> honestly it would be the best thing ever but it's like there's entertainment there you don't need a phone when you can look up and be like oh my god look what that person's wearing <laughs> <laughs> well not just what they're wearing or what they're acting like i remember one time shopping with my kids and i was talking to my uh, younger son and I, I was joking around with them trying to make him laugh but uh, i was talking about how they were getting a shower tonight you know that night and brandon was trying to tell me he didn't want a shower i said you're gonna get in a shower and you're gonna scrub your butt until you fart bubbles Two aisles down the way, I hear a woman crack up laughing because she heard my statement to Brandon and she thought it was hilarious. Like, you know, we don't pay attention to our surroundings. The cell phone is one of the greatest inventions. It is literally information in the palm of your hand. You can Google anything under the sun. If you meet somebody that can't speak English, you could use Google Translate, for God's sake, or, or uh, uh, what is it, Siri for Apple. You know, to to translate what you're saying to them. You could literally have communications with people, instant communications with people who don't speak your language. There is a miraculous thing about cell phones. But we have dumbed ourselves down to this technology so bad that we can't live without this goddamn thing in our hand staring down at it. We have allowed ourselves, again, to be mind-controlled by a piece of plastic that we pay thousands of dollars for that cost them maybe 20 bucks to make. Yeah. And $120 to change the screen on an iPhone 6. <laughs> that you paid $700 to $1,000 for to begin with. Yeah. You know? Absolutely ridiculous. And we allow it to happen. All of a sudden, cell phones went from functionality to a, a, uh, to a, a fashion statement. An accessory. Oh, oh, he's walking around with an Alcatel. Oh, he's, he's, he must be ghetto. Yeah, he's Metro PCS. I'm T-Mobile, <laughs> and I've got the I- iPhone 10. Yeah, it's a... Fuck <laughs> you, dude. It's a phone. As long as it makes Get calls, it. I'm fine. You know, you but, know what? They, all smartphones do the same thing. It doesn't really matter what model you have. Like, one's bigger, one's smaller. Uh, like... <laughs> In today's Sorry, society? I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing because I'm like, it's like how ridiculous they're overspending so much money on something, you know, like it, it, it's kind of like mandatory to have. But I mean, so much money on like upgrades or like the newer version. Well, sorry to tell people, but when newer versions of stuff come out, 
they're bound to have bugs and tweaks in them that haven't yet been worked out. There's been like so many different things like laptops and everything that have been recalled because they're just bugged right up. Like, and they can't fix them online. Like, you here, here, have a refund. We'll send you a new version or something or send it back to the company so we can fix it for you. Like there's lots wrong with newer things that people don't realize. And they're spending like insane amounts of money on this. Again, she's she's not wrong. Let me let me in, let you in on a little secret. Back in back in the day, I used to build Pentium One computers. That that yes, that's how old I am. I used to be able to build them from scratch. And when I worked for a place that actually built custom computers for people, uh, they told me straight out the 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 stuff that you buy at Walmart, Target. Uh, back then, it was like Circus City and and shit like that. Best Buy, you know. Those computers, as soon as they release, whether it's Apple, whether it's Microsoft or IBM, whatever the case may, you know, again, whatever the case may be, because there's so many different brands out there. As soon as it goes on the store shelf, it's already six months obsolete. In other words, as soon as they release this computer, this phone, this tablet to the general, this TV to the general public, by the time it finally reaches store shelves, they're already working on the next one. Mm-hmm. It's already obsolete in their office. Like, there's absolutely nothing wrong. Like, I'm a bargain shopper. There's absolutely nothing wrong with buying, like, last year's model and getting 50% off. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's a win-win. It, just, it does just the same everything as the new version, but it's half the price. It's like buying a brand new car. When you buy a brand new car, the second you drive it off the lot, it's worth less than ten, well, ten thousand dollars less. Like, why go buy a fucking like used vehicle that used to be a fucking rental vehicle? They go up to about thirty thousand kilometers. It's not even broken in yet, and you save fifteen thousand dollars on it. Oh, she again. I she thus far, except for except for the stance of of, of uh, putting CBT CBD and and in jelly beans. Thus far. Venus and I are exactly on the same page on everything we're discussing thus far. It is, it, it is, it almost feels like we're ganging up on people that look, uh, look in the opposite direction, but it's it's simply because it almost seems like common sense. Well, when you have two people that have, that agree on the same things and, you know, like across, like what, how many kilometers are we away from each other? And, you know, they can actually agree on the same thing, you know, maybe, like there's some some truth in that like you know like these shows aren't scripted like we're (laughs) today chris was like um yeah we we might talk about this we might talk about that and we're just gonna like um well look like for the rest of the show (laughs) i'll do it i'll do it before you right now i'll tell you right now we were supposed to talk about the orville that's going to get stay uh held off till next week uh we were supposed to talk about metallica announces an s&m2 concert playing with the san francisco symphony orchestra for the 20th anniversary of the original s&m when metallica played with a full full orchestra i'm excited for that i'm thrilled for it but not as important as the conversation we're having the other thing we were going to talk about which we i intended for us to still talk about is uh wanting to lower the age here in the united states of voting to 16 years old and whether or not that's a good idea we'll get to that but this conversation has just rolled on so this is the show you got (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but when it, com- when not, it comes, it's to, far when from it- planned. Thank you. That's fine. 
that that's the, that's the absolute that's the absolute truth is that um, when it comes to scripting, I have an idea of what we want to discuss, and I'll make sure that I've got some sort of references to know what we're supposed to, to talk about. But we don't script the show. When I read off what I want to read off to 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 my my panel, they respond how they want to respond. There's no script. Oh God, no! There's, I, I don't there's think no I'd be script. able to read the script. <laughs> Which part are we at? Oh my God, around the third page, second line, <laughs> fourth paragraph. Where are we? <laughs> the best, the best, the best like, I can describe is there are bullet points, bullet points that I want to make sure are discussed in the show. Or, or topics that I want to make sure are discussed in the show. But the reactions to the topic are completely random. And sometimes yep. you get something like this that I thought maybe would be a 10-15 minute conversation. Which is now reaching uh, 1 hour and 12 minutes. <laughs> you, know, because... you know if it works, run with it. <laughs> exactly. You know, so And it led us down so many different avenues. So... Understand that that's pretty much realm of the mist. I think the only one who follows more of a strict guideline with his show would be John with War of the Stars, uh, because he picks a single topic, you know, and he knows he knows the uh, conversations he wants to have on that single topic. Yeah, and I'm not dogging the way he does his show. It's that that's that that's the way he does it. So that's the way he does it. Hmm. You know, so. If you want, if you want a little bit more structured, I guess you could call it. Definitely check out War of the Stars. But if you want <laughs> true, honest reaction, unscripted reactions, we've got plenty of shows for that, including this one. Oh, yeah. It had to be said in After Hours, <laughs> especially yeah. After Hours. <laughs> well, I mean, you've you've got two completely different people at the same time, like. Chris is like a 42-year-old male somewhere in the States, and I'm like a 28-year-old female in Canada. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I thought we would bound to have a lot more, like, different opinions on stuff, but no, I guess, you know, common sense is not such a rarity, like, <laughs> no matter where you live. But, yeah. Well, unfortunately, it seems like common sense is a rarity in today's world. <laughs> uh, again, when somebody like uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez can wind up in the U.S. Senate... God bless her fucking hilarious soul. <laughs> I mean, can you pay? I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna pick on the liberals, which you know I can do. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick on the liberal or the left or the uh, Democratic Party. But seriously, can you pick she a more unqualified, <laughs> unqualified person to be a leader? Oh, her rates are dropping, eh? Like, she's in unfavorable um, standing right now. <laughs> Can you pick a more unlikable, unqualified... I, I love that woman, okay? I fucking love her. She is the best fucking... She, she's funny as fuck. That's all I got to say. Like I, No matter what she says, I sit here and giggle and, oh, my God, you know what? You are fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> I literally was like, I hope people don't take I hope people don't take her seriously. But I mean, like what she says, like I could listen to her talk for hours. Like, <laughs> the problem is, is there are people that take her seriously. That's what scares me. That's what scares me. There's people that take Bernie Sanders seriously. 
Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know what I mean? There are people who wholeheartedly believe without a shadow of a doubt that he's absolutely sincere about democratic socialism and stopping the top 1% of the top 1%. He is part of the top 1%. But you idiots <laughs> are going to follow him. You think he's going to fucking tax himself into poverty? No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> I, I fuck, these people are just the greatest, though. Like, if you can honestly sit there and, like... Like, like you, you know, like actually have a mind to like even comprehend what they're saying. It is the best fucking entertainment ever. It honestly is. But the second you take them serious, like they're <laughs> like, okay, would you take Paris Hilton serious? Actually, Paris Hilton, like, what did she do with water? She actually opened a whole university and she made something with water. She actually proved to be a lot smarter than we all thought she was. Which is actually pretty astonishing. But AOC, <laughs> oh my god. No, you know, she's got her platform. Everyone enjoy it. Applaud her for making our miserable lives that much more humorous. But don't take that shit seriously whatsoever. She's paid to be there. And she's been paid to make say stupid shit. That's why she's saying it. Like... You, you, oh my God. You're not wrong. Who are these people that listen to her <laughs> and like actually believe her? It's I would people, like to know. It's people who want free shit and doesn't care how it comes. <sighs> let's be real. Let, let, let's be real. Let, who is the person that supports socialism? Who is the person that supports people like AOC and Bernie Sanders? It is people who feel they deserve, they deserve free health care. They deserve free housing. They deserve $15 an hour because they were a failure in life and dropped out of high school or got pregnant at 13 years old and now work at McDonald's. They deserve uh, uh, free this, free that, free college. But they don't care the fact that nothing in the world is free, so the money's got to come from somewhere. Well, I'll tax the people that have worked their ass off to build you know, uh, a solid living for themselves because they're hoarding the wealth. They're not hoarding the fucking wealth. Most of them are business owners who have employees who most of their wealth is tied into paying the employees. You know what? My old boss, she owned an independent restaurant. And at the end of the day, she wasn't making much more than me and the other employees. She wasn't taking home that much more after taxes and everything. Mm-hmm. And after paying us and after paying for all her supplies that she needed, all the food that she needed to buy like weekly, she was not making much more than me and the other uh, servers that worked for her. Well, That's let, like how fucking crazy it is. Well, let's, let's look at Realm of the Mist Entertainment right now. Yes, I started a co- podcast company called Realm of the Mist Entertainment. It means that I am technically the employer of somebody like Venus and Brian Miller and, and John Mark Tully, who are my uh on on air talent and and bloggers and stuff of that nature i'd say supposedly because none of us get paid you know because we're not realm of the mist is not generating a revenue yet and not an income yet but when it does and i have been quoted by this and i can be backed up by every member of realm of the mist entertainment when realm of the mist generates revenue i will make sure that every single one of them gets paid before i do and not yeah, only was... are they going to get paid, but paid equal share. Like, it was your brainchild and stuff, but, like, let's be honest. You would not have a show without myself and Brian and Mark. 
<laughs> You're absolutely right. Like, I was going to close the company when uh, on the last uh, last shutdown because of the fact that I knew I couldn't run it on my own. You're absolutely like we, right. The, the amount of work that we put into it, also like sharing um, the content from other people and, you know, making posts regularly and stuff and, you know, like reaching out on social media. Like we, we all do like a fair share of work. But like, I'm like trying to figure out like, yeah, like you, you, how do I say this? No, you're like, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You've got to appreciate the people that work for you. Like we're all like volunteer, like not volunteering. I mean, we're all having fun with it, but I mean, we're all putting in time and effort and everything to make Chris's dream come true. Exactly it. And, and. And in turn, I want to make all your guys' dreams come true. You know, we would all love to be able to turn this into a full-time job where we make a living sitting here and bullshitting about things. I would love to make that a reality. Do I think it's going to happen? Who knows? But I would love to make that a reality. But here's here's the thing. This is the point that I was trying to make as far as being a business owner. As Venus stated, this is my brainchild. I've incurred the cost of and the risk of, of copywriting the name and 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 protecting the interest of, uh, of everybody involved in getting our product out to other places. And and in some cases, not now, but in some cases where I have paid out of pocket to make sure, excuse me, make sure we played on a pod bean or or on our Internet radio station, I've paid out of pocket for that. So I've incurred all the risk as the business owner. That's why I deserve a reward because I incurred the risk of creating the business. Now, Mm -hmm. as a business owner, even though I've incurred the risk, I'd rather take the reward and split it evenly with the people that made my business a success. Hey, well, we've got like how many how many um, subscribers on YouTube now? Ninety three. No, oh. well, we're up three since I started. <laughs> <laughs> that, those I'll are take all credit you, for those three. Those are all <laughs> yours. <laughs> all right, they're your people. One of them's probably you. <laughs> exactly. There you go. So. Okay, I'll take credit. Yeah. So I, like, yeah. But the, the, it's it's a lot of work. But I mean, it's so much fun in the meantime. Like. It doesn't feel like a job, and like I guess it's not really a job because nobody's getting paid. But well, that, well, that's something I never want Realm of the Mist to feel like. I don't want it to feel like a job. I wanted to feel, I wanted to feel like, thank you. I wanted to feel like that it's a bunch of friends getting together and bullshitting for a couple hours. That's oh, yeah. that's the feeling within the company I want to have because I think it generates the best conversation on air to people. If you just feel like my employees, you're just feeling like you're going to a day-to-day job. You're, you know, Rumble the Mist becomes McDonald's. I don't want. I have that. ADHD. If it's boring, I'm not doing it. Like, and here I am, like two, three times a week. So. Right. You know. So when it when it comes when it comes to that, I don't want to be McDonald's. I don't want to be Walmart. I don't want to be a job. I want to be. Hey, we doing a show tonight? What's the topic? Cool. Let's talk. You know, but you know what? After doing all that, like, like you deserve a reward if you're if you're bound to get one. Like these people on socialism, like I don't do anything. Like you've honestly put in the time, you put in the work, you put in this. You know, you've like done so much, and like yes, you you deserve the payoff. 
like people that think that they can just not do anything like would I deserve anything if I just like said oh I'm just part of it and I don't do anything if I'm not on these shows all the time if I'm not sharing everyone's content if I'm not promoting this stuff uh, no I wouldn't deserve shit because it, I don't work for it well, exactly it. But, you know, as the boss, I, I guess I could use this as an example. As a boss, you know, when it comes to small businesses that incurred all the risk, you know, uh, and then is using the reward to, to pay their employees and, and pay the bills and everything else where they're really not coming home with as much as you think they are. Here's a perfect example of it. Like, like Venus said, they are in charge of their own shows. Okay, so the content that they talk about and who, what guests they want to have on their show and who's the panelists on their show is literally the host's responsibility. I have no say in it. Venus wants to have uh, uh, Casio Cortez on the show. She's willing to do it. I can't say shit on it. It's her show. <laughs> that is the freedom of Realm of the Mist. But like she said, she'll go out and she'll promote everybody's show. She'll share out everybody's content, everybody's blog. Which is great, but at the end of the day, once she's done that share button, that click button, she's home writing her own script, or or her own uh, points. Writing what, my own script. <laughs> writing, writing what she wants her show to be, thinking about what she wants her show to be. While she's doing that, I'm up until 3 o'clock in the morning creating commercials. I'm up th until 3 o'clock in the morning editing intros and, and making connections with other podcasters or with uh, other companies to be able to spread us out even farther, trying to gain us more sponsors. This is the work I do that the rest of the guys, Venus included, the rest of the guys do not do. This is what oh, bosses... Your face. This is this I was is, actually... I was actually going to um, share this content with uh, one of my buddies' page. He's got quite um, a Canadian-based um, page, which actually hits like quite a few Canadians. And I, like I was just talking with him earlier about a few things, like before I even um, introduced that um, new show to you. Right. And like he, he's he's working in the music industry. He's working in wrestling. He's working in public um, communications. Everything. Don't say we don't do it. You just don't know. We're just keeping it secret till, till we actually have something. No, that's fine. And, that, and I'm happy that you guys are. But I, I was using it as an example for, like, bosses, is that the bosses do put in the nine times out of ten. I'm talking small business. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about, like, Walmart, you know, but I'm talking about, like, the, the, the corner store pharmacy. Walmart that you started see. small, too. The Walmart started small, too, yeah. But, you know, the, the, the bosses <laughs> out there, the the job is his whole entire life. When I'm not sleeping and I'm not at my nine to five, I'm working on this podcast, whether I'm on air or not. I'm building the website. I'm creating the, the content. I'm trying to find sponsors. I'm trying to make sure we get out there to more people, you know, uh, and it, however avenue I can get us out there. Because I not because I'm interested in the money. I am, of course. We all want money. Like I said, I'd love to make okay. this a career. But I'm more interested in that I think our shows are quality enough and that we have something to say that it deserves to have the biggest audience it could have. Yeah, that's why, I, like, there's different shows that, like, have, like, to reach different topics, different audiences at times, too. Like, um, uh, Brian's shows for Star Wars or what, uh, 
I don't even listen to his show. I just share it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even listen to these shows after we record them either. <laughs> I, don't buy them. I don't want to hear my own voice. I don't want to hear my own voice on the radio. Like, who thinks they have a pretty voice? Like, absolutely no one likes their voice. <laughs> it's almost like making, <laughs> like making a video and then, like, you know, like when you're watching it and you're like, oh, my God, I should have done it like this and I should have done it like that and I should have done that. And you're, like, sitting there criticizing yourself. And meanwhile, you're like... And when you're in, like, in a good mood because, you know, you're, like, sat- feeling satisfied, like, oh, I just accomplished doing a show. Like, share it, share it, share it, share it, share it. And, you know, you're a lot more motivated than, like, oh, my God, my voice sounds shitty. Do not laugh anymore on the radio. Do not fucking laugh anymore on podcasts. Well, none, <laughs> you know, you're not wrong, but at the same time, you, there, there's benefits to listening to your own show. Um, well, I just did two of them right there that I look for when I when I hear my voice on the podcast and I'm consciously trying to not do anymore number one is saying um all the time it, it, it's a it's a terrible comma that i use in in the podcast that we do the other thing that really bugs me and i could literally make a drinking game out of it how many times it comes out of my mouth go back and listen to the podcast for the past three years and you hear the phrase stuff of that nature that well you know that could be your catchphrase it kind of is my catchphrase <laughs> but it's so annoying i hate the fact that i say it and especially because i say it so many times each show you know what though ever like all your loyal listeners are just waiting for it though stuff of that nature now i'm gonna be waiting for it every time <laughs> we have a podcast stuff of that nature like i'm gonna, like which by the way show, you, like i better hear it now <laughs> which by the way if you do actually play a drinking game with my stuff of that nature statement <laughs> me pointing it out does not count you do not drink on those okay <laughs> i'm making the rules to your game okay it doesn't count <laughs> Like, if we had, like, a drinking game for every time I laughed, like, holy motherfucker, you're not going to make it through half the show. But yet, I hate my laugh, but it's like, I, like, people tell me all the time, you've got this infectious laugh. Yeah, I sound like a fucking hyena choking on a fucking hot dog or something. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. No, your, your laugh your laugh sounds like somebody who actually has a good soul. You know, it's kind of like Venus. You could find me in Walmart because you could just hear me laughing at something. <laughs> Honestly, I've got the loudest, most fucking toxic laugh ever. <laughs> well, see, I, I was going to I was going to say you might take this as a little bit of an insult, but it's not meant to be an insult. Your laugh because you have a, a boisterous laugh. is kind of like a, a Santa Claus laugh. You know, the bowl full of jelly thing. Not because, <laughs> not because you're fat or an old man, but that your soul is so joyful that you just let it out. And I think that's what people oh mean God. by it's kind of infectious is that when they hear that you're really enjoying something, they want to enjoy it too. Yeah, so, like, why would I go listen to that? Like, I know how much I hate it, so I'm going to go sit there and criticize them. Like, oh, my God, biting my nails. Like, oh, no, no, I can't do that. Like, no, like, I know. <laughs> like, when people laugh, it is infectious. And then, you like, when you have someone like me laughing, like, it being heard throughout all of Walmart when you're shopping, like, well, people stop be- and this will be the final. Sh- this will be the final show. Venus will be on because uh, we're not going to stop trying to make each other laugh. That's kind of what we do here. <laughs> I'm not even worried about it, just as long as I don't have to hear it after. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like just in the past 15 minutes, I'd be bombed if it was a drinking game. <laughs> yeah. Jen says it's because we're a bunch of nuts. That's why we try to make each la- other laugh. But we lost Brian. 
Brian has a power outage. It shut down the whole entire block right in the middle of the show. <laughs> it's just me and Venus. <laughs> so, hi, Jen. She says, hi, Jen. Hi, Venus. So, I mean, you know. My bot is an introvert. <laughs> are you going to do tomorrow night's show with Venus? Okay, she said she's promising at least a little bit of time, so she'll be a guest guest. Perfect. There I've got go. another female guest too, so it'll be a whole total bitch fest. <laughs> oh great! Maybe I'll just shut off my mic and hide in the background. I'll cower in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> she says she's got another female, so it'll be a total bitch fest. I said, great! I'll just shut off my mic and go hide in the corner. <laughs> I'll bitch cower. Ex-boyfriends, like yeah. Ex-boyfriends and all, yeah. I'll, I'll hide in the corner. With, <laughs> In the fetal position with my thumb, thumb in my mouth, you know. <laughs> God help me, what have I done? Uh, exactly. You'll have to wait till the show's after to even poke Jen because she'll be like, Rawr! Like, <laughs> Back the fuck off. Do you not know we're bitching about this, dude? <laughs> but afterwards, she'll be all happy, I promise. <laughs> I'm sure she will. She, she, she's got a good sense of humor. Just She's tired of my jokes. Um, <laughs> as, she, as she shakes her head. Uh, well, there's one more topic of conversation I want to get into, and it kind of fits into everything we're talking about, about people not taking responsibility, but now, or people not being responsible enough, i.e. somebody like being underqualified, like Cortez. Well, to make sure that we keep people unqualified, we're talking about... And here in the United States, I don't know so much about Canada, but here in the United States, the Democratic Party, Nancy Pelosi, wants to lower the age of voting to 16 years old, which here in the United States is also the same age you can get your driver's license. Same here, except um, for in Alberta. You get it at 14. You can get it at 14 in Alberta? Yeah. Remind well, yeah. me never to drive in Alberta. <laughs> We got the RCMP here too, and you know what? Our speed limits are like we go up to like one ten, like for a speed limit. <laughs> Ontario is like one hundred, like the maximum you'll ever reach, and here's one ten. So we've got like fourteen year old little girls driving around their daddy's big fucking lifted up trucks, going like one ten down fucking highways. It's fucking great. Right, but you're yeah, you're, you're I, talking about like kilometers per hour though. You're not talking about like miles per hour for 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 the our American le- listeners who are like. What the hell's a kil- kilometer? Wait, I can go 110 miles per hour up there, and that's a different number. Kilometers and <laughs> miles. Hold on one second. Kilometers, yes. It's 68. Point, yeah, 110 kilometers is 68.351 miles. Yeah, so they're 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 going 68 to 70 miles per hour for uh, for American equivalency, which is basically what we do on most highways it's between 65 and 75 miles per hour. <laughs> Highways, yeah, not, like not little, streets. Little fourteen-year-old girls are doing this. That's that's ridiculous. But the, 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 is all quiet. It's scary. The, it is very scary. I'm never. I'm look. I, the fourteen-year-old. I, I think about my ten-year-old daughter, who's four years away from that. You know, and I'm sitting there like, I'm just envisioning her behind the wheel of a car, and all of a sudden, I have the feeling that I don't want to walk on the sidewalks. <laughs> you, know, you know like accident rates are like there i've i've okay so i've been here since september in alberta and i haven't seen a single accident except for the one that i got in <laughs> okay maybe i'm wrong on this but 
The fact the fact of the matter is is that the the idea down here in the United States about lowering the age from eighteen to sixteen years old, it made me wonder if if the panel, which now is Venus, thinks this is a good idea. That maybe we should give the voice to somebody who is not technically by law an adult, who hasn't really de- defined themselves in any way, shape, or form to normal societies. 18 years old in the United States, you're, allow- you're old enough to, to vote, you're old enough to be drafted, you're old enough to serve in the military, you're old enough to move out of your parents' house and, and have your own you know life, job, car, whatever the case may be. 16 years old, you're allowed to have a driver's license, but you still have to go to school. Name me a 16-year-old that really pays attention to politics and is well enough informed to make a decision of, like, who runs the country. So, um, okay, so I am 28 years old, and honestly, I, like, had no idea what the fuck politics even were until I was, like, 25 years old. Um, like, to say that, um, an 18-year-old is even, like, mature enough or even, like, educated enough to be able to vote, um, like, like, you know, like, considerately or, like, logically or whatever, um, that's pushing it even a little bit. Like, at 18 years old, yeah, you get up and vote. You know what? At 18 years old, you don't know even know what exactly it is you're voting for, but get the fuck up and go do it. You wanna know why? Because when you fuck up once, and when you vote for someone like Trudeau, or <laughs> if you vote for someone like Hillary, who would have destroyed the whole country, you learn from that mistake. And you know what? You'll never make it again, and it's a great life experience. Now, at 16 years old, you're still in school, and you're still like pretty much a child. Um, should you be responsible for that decision that you make as an adult for the rest of your life, and be like, "Damn it, I voted for Trudeau"? No, you shouldn't. But which? Why can't they have like mock? um voting like where they vote at their school and stuff like why can't they do stuff like that or you know have like um their opinion matter and you know have it like that they voted for these people and stuff but not actually literally count their votes but count them as a majority vote or something so you know that they start getting the hand of voting they start getting get into what politics is and whatnot um start educating themselves like at a younger age like that that would be great no, that's not, actually... that's definitely not a terrible idea. But the thing is, is like if they're going to do the mock voting in schools and stuff of that nature, see, I almost did it, uh, <laughs> and 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 things like that. You got to you got to have it where they are paying more attention to the issues and what the candidates or whatever it is um, are stating. Have them pay attention to the uh, issues that that are being promised in the campaigns and how it would affect them as the voter, as, as the, the uh, person that the government or the official that they're voting for is going to be representing, how is it going to affect your life and those around you and your, your, your school, your society, your country, whatever the case may be? Well, exactly. Like, why don't they have it that, you know, Teach- like it actually goes to like, um, you know, Senate or wherever. It actually gets counted as a vote. But it gets counted as like, you know, like more of an educational thing where it's like, okay, well, um, 65 or the majority of you guys voted for this person. So if you guys were the, the all of America or all of Canada right now, you would have voted for this person. And I want you to pay attention for the next two, two to four years, whatever, um, to see what happens because of your decision. So if you would have voted for, so like, let's say they all voted for Trump 
um, now you guys are going to see um, the consequences of voting for Trump for the next four years. So when you guys are like the, the age of voting, you guys are going to have to um, deal, deal with whoever you do choose. And, you know, like have the like that'd be a great learning experience. And, you know, like, ha like have it for like, you know, in two years, like when they are 18, be like, OK, well, um, we have to like change this or do that because they would have voted for Trump and, you know, say Hillary won. And we've got to change our campaign because they're going to be the next voters and we need to appeal to them. Well, that's exactly it. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is that government officials, be it the president of the United States all the way down to whatever the lowest common denominator of, of government they work for the people. And the problem is, is we're living in a society where these senators, these congressmen, these officials are sitting there and looking at it as the other way. Like they've got to manipulate us to make sure they remain in power. They were never in power. We're the power. That's the way it's supposed to be. Like the perfect way I can describe this is uh, let me use an example here. Venus is from Canada. I'm from the United States. Venus, if I jumped the border to Canada, could I vote and have my vote count for uh, for the next Canadian election for, like, prime minister? Legally? Legally. Or, like... Legally. Yeah, would, legal, my vote, yeah. would my vote count? Yeah, legally, yeah. Uh, really? You don't need... Uh, yeah, you don't need IDs in Canada. Yeah, true to set this up, you don't need IDs to vote in Canada. Um... You don't even have to be a citizen to vote in Canada anymore. That's what they're doing. That's what, what the Democrats want to do down here. They want to make illegals able to vote. That's wrong. You're not a citizen. You have no stake in this. Um, like I, th I think they sold out a bunch of votes to places like, um, like actually Arab nations. And I think India has a big voting hand in it in the upcoming elections. I'm not sure if this is just like being rumored at this point, but I know like they're passing bills, getting bills passed to actually make this law that people don't have to be actual citizens. Um, pretty much if you're on Canadian soil at the time that we get to vote, you get to vote. Do you think that's right? Do you think that's fair? Do you like the idea of, uh, of an illegal citizen like myself? making decisions for how you live your life by basically stealing your vote. Absolutely fucking not. So if you like having 16 year olds vote, it, that's actually keeping more of the voting in your country. If you think about it, if you're going to have Democrats and fucking liberals deciding that illegals can vote, well, you've got a 16 year old child that you can now inform and be like, look, this is how it works. We need your vote because we need the votes to stay an American or Canadian vote. Right, but when we're talking about when we're talking about a 16-year-old lowering it down to 16, do you really think they're going to have an informed vote? Think about what we discussed earlier about the, how the schools are indoctrinating them to be part of the collective instead of an individual. Do you really think they're going to teach them to look for the differences in the candidates and pick uh, on personal uh, attachment as to whether or not those issues are important to them and would they would they affect positively to their life and what they believe and what they want to see for the future of their country and for their families and and, and their friends and stuff of that and stuff like that 
I did it again. Uh, <laughs> I'm, ca- I'm catching myself here. You can't drink on it because I didn't finish it. But uh, is it is it fair to put a vote in the hands of people that are not going to be taught the difference between what is propaganda and what is reality? What is indoctrination and what is com- informed uh, informed choice? Okay, Chris, you're a parent, right? Of course. Are you really going to rely on the school system to fucking raise your child and teach them about these things, knowing how fucking filtered they are and how biased they are? You're going to really leave that responsibility up to someone else, or are you going to teach your kid yourself? Well, I'm the wrong choice to ask that question of because I'm unfortunately a part-time father thanks to the uh, system deciding that men are not as important as women in... uh, in separations and divorces so i only get 48 days a year to try to teach my children or change what my children have been taught by their mother by society by the school systems that are incorrect so if given the opportunity yeah absolutely i'd make sure they're informed and and taught the right way of being a free thinker but unfortunately there's only so much i could do with 48 days a year well, take advantage of those 48 days. If you, like, uh, like, do you think that kids look up to their teachers as role models? Like, do you think kids look up to the one parent who keeps their kids away from the other parent as role models? Do you not think that they see the unfairness in this? And then they're looking at you, and they're like, uh, like, you are their father. Like, you are always going to be that masculine fa- fa- uh, male figure in their life. Are you not going to take advantage of that? Do you not think they will listen? Oh, I absolutely do. I, I try to live my life. Like, I, there's a very different person that, that sits in front of this microphone and talks to you guys. And uh, the, 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 that person's the same person that'll hang out with his friends, you know, and his peers and his equals to the person that is with my children. The father, that is me. That's why I don't do podcasts when I have my children. Because to them, I want to be the representation of for like my daughter, what you should expect from a guy. You know, what's funny and is my, my daughter heard that I was, doing- and to my son, Sorry, I want and to my son, I want to be the representation of what you should be as a guy. In other words, be the man you want your daughter to marry and be the man you want your son to be. And that's how I try yeah. to present myself to my children to be that role model for them. Yeah, see, my daughter, like, knows I do a podcast, and she's like, oh, you, you're, like, making videos. I'm like, no, it's like radio, you know? And I'm explaining it to her, and she's like, so you're, like, a famous radio star? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, not quite. She's like, who cares? My mom gets to be on the radio, and people actually listen to her? And, and like, oh, my God, like, yeah, like, that moment, I was just like, wow, like, this is what, like, like empowering females is like it's like yeah your mom has a voice and you know what like she she listens to what i say like she's always listened to what i say but now she takes it a lot more serious because she's like mom people listen to you and (laughs) you get paid sometimes i didn't tell her i didn't get paid but (laughs) well i told her i got paid a little bit which 20 cents you know (laughs) is a little bit well if you you really want to blow her mind let her know that you're the top show on the uh on the station right now oh i did i told her i write (laughs) blogs sometimes i do this and everything and she's like 
she's like that's my mom who gets to talk to all these people and they actually want to listen to her because she's smart and blah blah blah. she's just loving it like she's like just reveling in the fact that like yeah and the fact that she's got like such like a a strong well stronger female voice to look up to i mean like anyone could say what they want to say but i mean like there's people like in the usa that are listening to me and she's like that's my mom and you know it just totally empowered her (laughs) because she's like yeah people do listen to what you say when you say it and if you're smart enough to be listened to and whatnot and yeah she's she's loving it and she's like can i listen to your shows i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) you can all listen to my shows (laughs) which which is fine like 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 i know she really wants to listen to some of them so it's like okay well like you know one day we could sit there and we could play a show and you know if you have any questions that's fine like Maybe we it's should create totally... a child's uh, podcast, not necessarily children podcasters, <laughs> but things about subjects and topics that children could listen to. Something that is actually safe for work, as it were. <laughs> a little PG yeah, rating. Yeah, because you know, like, yeah, because you've got kids too, and it's like they would love to see what you know their mommies and their mommy and daddies are like up to on the radio and stuff, and like, yeah, they they could be like, yo, to all their friends, like, do you know how like proud they would feel be like this is my parent on the radio <laughs> <laughs> no i, I do definitely know. i'm down for that i definitely i do because uh a couple of years ago many years ago now god 10 years ago i had a 12 year old son who was heavily into pro wrestling and then one day he found out i was a professional wrestler because i was active at that time i was a professional wrestler and that blew his mind enough. And I remember, I will never forget this. In fact, I don't let him live this down. He's 22 years old now, and I still give him shit about it. Is that he, at 12 years old, he sat me down one day. He said, Dad, I figured something out. I said, what's that? He said, I know how I can uh, how I can get into the, uh, or not how I can, how you get into the WWF, the WWE. I said, okay, I'm listening. He says, you got to be second generation because all the stars are second generations and third generations like The Rock. And, and, you know, he's naming off all these people, which, you know, their fathers were uh, pro wrestlers before him or their grandfathers were pro wrestlers before him. And I'm laughing at him because he's sitting there getting kind of depressing himself. I'll never be a pro wrestler then. And I'm like, why not? (laughs) And I'm like, why not? And he, he, he didn't connect it yet. And I'm sitting there like, Joe, listen to me. He said, yeah. I said, if you wanted to be a professional wrestler, you've got just as much chance as those second-generation superstars. He says, how come? I said, your dad's a wrestler. He's like, (laughs) He said, yeah. I said, that means if you became a wrestler, you would be a second-generation. And his face just, (gasps) oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. Like, yeah. I blew like, his like, mind. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, kids just get so proud, like, over the smallest things. And it's like, you know what? Now I've got my number one little fan who's never even heard one of my shows. But she just knows that, like, twice a week, there her mom is, like, talking shit for, like, the entire world to hear if they want. And, like, some people actually listen, and she's just like, wow. Like, that's girl power right there. Like, that's feminism to her. No, absolutely. And you know what? It is. It really is. Like, the, the, the third wave feminists might blast it a little bit here because, okay, 
uh, you have a podcast because a man gave it to you. No, I offered it to you. You took it and ran with it the way you wanted. Absolutely, girl power. And you I kind of became... got on your ass one day when you're like, "Oh, we're going to talk about um, abortions," and I'm like, "Well, you know what? You need a female opinion." Yeah. <laughs> I was happy to have it. I didn't think I'd get a female opinion. I would. I would love to have one. And now I've got one, so it works out. <laughs> I mean, you're not the only female we've ever had on uh, on shows. Again, we had an author uh, who took time off. She's actually in, sl- slated to come back soon. Uh, she's a she's an author of the Song of Souls trilogy, a fantasy book, which is very uh, directed towards towards females. But she was writing her third book. She was in the middle of writing her third book, which is why she left the podcasting. But she fully intends to return. So you'll have yeah, I- another female voice very soon. Um, I totally butted in on this. Like, I, I, I didn't even get the invite until I'm like, um, a bunch of men talking about abortion. Um, <laughs> no. To be fair, we were talking. That's just one sided. To be fair, we weren't talking about abortions in general. We were talking about the late term and afterbirth abortions that have been passing those laws, which I think everybody, regardless of whether you have a penis or a vagina, can, for the most part, agree is just wrong and murder, but. It's not like we were talking about like Roe v. Wade in general, in which case I just didn't let men have all this say on it. I did not <laughs> butt it in like I'm doing now. <laughs> well, yeah. So any any third wave feminists that want to turn around and say that oh she's got she she's only there because a man gave it to her. You know what? She runs she this told company. Men to sit down. Yeah, she runs and... this company. She tells she tells me the female side of things and that I'm just going to have to sit there and accept that. So <laughs> don't think I control her in any way. I don't <laughs> No, I'll, I'll never forget that. Like first invite to be on the show. Though. Like <laughs> just, yeah, we're going to talk about abortion. What men are going to talk about this. No, 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 <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> well, but, you know, again, I was, I was happy to have you. I'm happy that you're a part of the sh- uh, part of the show. It's not only of this podcast, but that you, you know, I I enjoyed talking to you enough that I handed you a podcast. Hey, I've got an old podcast here. You think you could do something with it? You have. Yeah, <laughs> you made it your own. <laughs> you made it absolutely your own, and I'm over the moon proud of you for it and happy for you for it. And I'm even happier to hear that it, it's it's serving in some role model form for your daughter. That. That makes it for me even more. That See, like really that's does. the type of feminism I believe in. Like like empowering females. Like because like, like they're used to like so many men. Like this show was like just men when I started it like a month ago. To be and fair, we're just females. a bunch of geeks. <laughs> to be fair, we're a bunch of nerds. It's not like men being masculine pounding our chest. We're a bunch of geeks talking about shit. Yeah. <laughs> like that was it. Like. Woman comes in and she's like, "Yeah, blah 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 blah," and I guess I was pretty impressive because here I am and I, I was actually invited back, and then I was actually offered a show. So it's like, wow, you know, like that's girl power. Not like I demanded I get this. Not I I I had to get this because I'm a woman or anything. It's like no, you know, like Chris liked me, well on the show, so I got invited back. That's how you do things in life. <laughs> Like you make a good impression, you do your do a good job, and then you get like promotions and stuff. Like if if I was Chris, I would have just hand anyone a show and be like, "Here, uh, you can have this because um you 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 didn't do anything for it or anything." 
Like, <laughs> right. It had nothing to do with the fact that you were a female. It's I thought you were a very solid guest. So I offered you an opportunity. Here's a show. Let's see what you could do with it. If you failed with it, you failed with it. But that that's fine. You'd still be invited on as panelists for the shows that still existed. But you didn't. You took it. You made it your own. You ran with it. And you became one of the top shows on Realm of the Mist Entertainment. And we've only done three shows on it had to be said. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the fact that you have tits and a vagina. It has to do Nobody with the fact that, that you're putting out. <laughs> right, but it, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that you took it and ran with it. You were given the yeah. opportunity and you ran with it. You put in the work and the dedication. You created the show uh, subject matter and the topics. You found the panelists for your show that you felt would best fit what you were trying to push. And it worked. That's what happens when people are given opportunity but don't expect it. No, I was completely honored to just be like, oh, are you going to join us for the show? When I like, no, 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 men, but men can't just have an opinion on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was completely honored. And then like, what was it like the day after or something or the week? Yeah, I think it was the same week. And you're like, well, you know, I've got this old idea. And if you want to take it, it's yours. And I'm like, what? Even more honored. I was like, what? <laughs> like, this is like, uh, like from a man's like world, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, like, give it a female voice and everything. Like, obviously, it's not like a sex. You're obviously not like, uh, by God, it with- is that what they call it, right? Sure. Bigot. Bigoted. Yeah. Bigoted. Yeah. <laughs> Misogynistic like, well, or something. Yeah. Obviously not. You know, like, like a woman walks in and she like proves her worth and it's like she's given opportunities and stuff that that's how women should go about things. Like, like, like I had to tell my daughter, like, you know, I got invited to do this and we, what you were invited. Yeah, I was invited. And then, you know what? They even gave me my own show. What? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, like that's like showing her like, yeah, you know, you do good at something. You get rewarded for it. It also like sh- it also shows that you could do something you love. Like again, we don't we don't make money right now. We we've, we've got a total of 60 cents in sponsorship from uh <laughs> anchor.fm. You know, which I'm not I'm not knocking Anchor. Thank you very much for allowing us the opportunity to be on on the shows and or on air and and promoting our shows and and allowing me to create a, a commercial that plays on the beginning of the shows and all. But we're not making income but we're hoping to one day do so and even if it don't it there's nothing wrong with this being a stepping stone maybe this is this maybe this is your future in actual radio who knows who knows (laughs) it it had to be said could become a, a nationally syndicated uh uh serious uh a, a serious uh, channel show, or or maybe you'll get picked up by somebody who has a a really strong uh, podcast community, like uh, uh, for the sake of argument, like Louder with Crowder, or 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 somebody like that <laughs> who actually can afford to pay employees and, and stuff and and stuff like that. So I mean, you could do this and love it. Well, I didn't like start. I didn't come on the show for the money or anything. It was just right. like, hey, we're doing this thing, you know. Like it's kind of like a hobby, whatever. And you know, uh, you kind of get to do what you want with it and everything. It was like, wow, you know, like obviously it wasn't a job. It was like, it, it, it was pretty much just for the sake of well, the fun of it. 
So right, and- it really doesn't. It doesn't take money to like do anything like spectacular. Oh, can you can you like, please repeat that for people that money does not buy <laughs> happiness? You're happy with this even if we never make a dime. Could you repeat that to people? <laughs> money does not you buy happiness. It doesn't cuz you you know what? Like a lot of people have a lot of things to say and some people are just stupid about what they have to say. But when you've actually got like someone with intelligence and you know someone who can actually hold a conversation and stuff like that, like yeah, they deserve a platform. And so, like, it's a huge honor to even be on this radio, like, on this podcast and just be sitting here and talking shit. Like, people are listening. (laughs) It might only be 17 people that listen, but regardless, people are listening, which is, like, a lot more than you're going to get from posting a post on Facebook. Or it's a lot more than you're going to get if you sit there and talk with your friends. You have, like, different views than you or something, which is totally fine. But, you know, it always ends in an argument that, oh, we don't agree on it. We don't agree on marijuana. Look where we still are. (laughs) That's it. We're joking. Two hours in and... We're joking with each other. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, I think think the podcast definitely proved that you could have differences of opinions and still be civil and cordial with each other. This day and age, a lot of people, they feel like it's either you agree with me or you're wrong. And if you're wrong, then then you're evil, you're misogynist, you're racist, you're this, you're that, you're you're uh I've you know how many friendships I've lost because of the fact that I refuse to fall under the status quo of what is going on in today's political climate? Absolutely. You know how many like, friends I've lost? Like not only lost but have blasted me to the point of like that I was, you know, that they, they I, I've been called like a baby raper and shit. You know, like I have really been shot down hard and they've gone to the most extreme ways of trying to like hurt me mentally and emotionally because simply because of the fact it's like I don't have a problem with Donald Trump being president. I lost a sister, honestly, when um, people were coming in from Mexico into the USA and people were being detained for a certain amount of time and children were taken away from their parents and stuff, which I didn't have a problem with. And like everyone's like, that is the most cruel. Well, my sister was like, it's the most cruel and inhumane thing ever and ripping babies from their parents. I was like, look, these people are coming into a country Okay, they're coming in from third world countries. They don't have health care like they do in the States. I know people in the States have to pay for health care, but they don't even have that option from where they're coming. These people are traveling through like miles or whatever of wilderness. They're going through um, parasite infested waters. Um, They've never had vaccines or anything. And they're being quarantined for a certain amount of time because they need to make sure that they're not coming in with diseases. And they need to make sure that they're not sick. They need to get, you know, the health, the the care that they're getting. That's why they're there. They need to make sure that they're not a threat to people. Well, they shouldn't be separating them from their parents. I was like, well, you know what? If you're going to have a whole bunch of adults and a whole bunch of children, bad things can happen to these children also. Well, see, that's where where uh, information and being informed comes into play because the one thing your sister's not understanding is we don't do that to people that came here legally while they're in the process. Yeah, they might get quarantined, but they are quarantined as a family. The ones that are being separated from their children or from their wives are the ones that came here 
illegally. They're the ones that were busted trying to climb the wall or dig under it or, you know, hop the fence or as it were. And the best way I could describe it is when you're a criminal and you go to jail, you don't get to take your wife and child with you there. It's the exact well, same thing. And, and what, like what people don't understand also is like if you're going to have like these children's um, safety altogether could be put at risk because you're having like full grown men with, like in there. And then you have women with their children that are like quarantined together or whatever. So these men not only pose a risk to these women, but they pose a risk to their children, too, because you don't know who these people are. They could be like serial rapists. They could be convicted criminals from where they're trying to run away from. You don't know this. So until you actually like, you know, like they're not even put in a prison. They're put in a quarantine. And it's like, okay, you check out, you know, or like, um, mom, these are actually your kids. Because you don't know if people are just kidnapping kids. There's been a whole, whole lot of kidnappings in South America. Whole lot of child abductions. You like they need to make sure that these are their actual kids that they're putting with. Oh yeah, there's, like there's, people don't realize been, the safety risks. There's been there's been many stories from those quarantine areas where they separate a child from from father or mother and come to find out that that wasn't the father or mother. They were intending to sell that child as 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 child labor or sex trafficking. There are a lot of that going on. That's why they're jumping the border illegally. They're trying to do something illegal. And like I got told that my morals were not in check and my values were in a bad place and I was a terrible human being for this and my sister never spoke to me since. And I'm like, you're not understanding that these children's lives, they, these, these adults drug, drug these children, well, drug, drag them all the way from wherever, 250 kilometers by foot through parasite-infested waters and everything. These parents are not the best parents to begin with. These kids now may now be sick because of it, and you think that they deserve to have their children. They put their children's lives at risk. So they like they're separated for a short period of time to make sure that these parents didn't hurt their children and they deserve to be back with their parents. Well, see, that's exactly it. And I'm going to offer two. I'm going to offer two points on that. One, uh, when it comes to your sister directly, I'm going to say this because, like, she'll ever listen to the podcast. I'm going to say it directly to your sister. You're you're, you're outraged at the morality of, of Venus's uh, uh, point, political point of view, or point of view when it comes to to the to illegal immigrants coming into this country, uh, coming into this country, and how they're treated by ICE and and detainee uh, detention detain detaining centers uh, while they're being processed, quarantined, or whatever the case may be. Um, but you disowned your own sister over a point of view. A point of view. Really, where's where's your morality on that? That's still your sister. That's still your flesh and blood. That's still the person you grew up with and claimed you loved. And you're willing to just throw them away because of an argument? Number one, that's a problem. Number two, when it comes to these things of like uh, uh, talking about the morality of, of us detaining them or quarantining them or quarantining the children separate from the parents or stuff like that uh, while they're while they're going through the, the, the processing and whether they're going to be catch and release or sent back to their country. And during the time they're getting the medical treatments for for 
you know, like you said, dysentery or, or whatever the case may be. Sepsis. How many cases of sepsis were there? Right, sepsis and stuff, stuff like that. If they just let them free, they're not going to get medical attention. Who's... Like, there was a girl who actually died from that because she had sepsis and her, her fake father didn't tell um, customs or ICE or whatever that she was sick. Um, and she ended up dying from that. And that wasn't even her father bringing her across the border. Right. And again, that goes back, that goes back to my question, the second point that I was going to have, is which is more morally ambiguous or morally wrong? Is it the customs department that caught the illegals, separated them, treated them for their, their problems, and then sent them back to their country? Or is it the mother and father, like you said, who dragged this poor innocent child through all this shit to begin with? If they really cared about their child and wanted to give a better life for their child, wouldn't they have gone through the channels to do it the right way to make sure they came into this country legally and provided a, a, a safe environment and life for that child? Who's the more moral? Who's the more at fault for immor uh, uh, morality? When it comes to when it comes to this issue, let's be fair. Let's be real about it. Is it customs in the United States or is it the family that decided they weren't going to do things the right way? Well, she had a point that they should be giving these families cabins or houses or whatever. See, well, you know what's going to happen with that, though? Like these 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 parents already threw their kids over a fucking wall. Do you not think that they're going to throw their children out of here there again? They know that their children are like locked up. They know that their children are being treated. They know that they're locked up. They're not going to leave without their children if these are really their children. They're going to stay there. So they have, a, they have a lot better chances of actually getting into the USA and have given their children a better life instead of if they're going to actually put their children at risk again because that's a huge risk factor that people don't even think about right there. Well, here's, that here's, these parents could just toss them over another barbed wire or something. Well, here's, here's another fair point. Here's another fair point and bit of information that your sister overlooked. Trump wanted to do that. Trump wanted to create housing for those that are under quarantine or under uh, possible deportation for illegal activity uh, for the processing and everything else. And you know what it got called by the Democrats and blocked for? Concentration camp. We wanted to make better housing for them while they're being processed and figuring out what to do for them. And it was called a concentration camp and vetoed. <clears throat> Meanwhile, there was like the whole Obama like uh, foundation that set that all up to separate kids and stuff. And, and you know what? Like there's honestly not that much of an issue with it. Like you don't even know if these families belong together. How do you know that this dad isn't going to rape this little girl who's not even his? Exactly. You know, so I'm there. The problem the, that that's the problem with today's society is so many people want to fly off the handle without getting fully informed. And then even if they're fully informed and the other person doesn't agree with them, is it really worth that much to to end a lifelong friendship or family bond over an argument of ideals? And when you break it down to its essentials. That's all it is. It's just a difference of opinion. It's an idea. It's a conflict of idea. Yeah. Is that really worth losing family and friends over? 
a lot of people think so. Like they, I've made friends over differences of opinions. Like <laughs> all my friends I've ever became friends with, it's because right away, like our first conversation was like, you're a bitch and like totally just telling each other off. And you know what? We just got over it and it's like, yeah, you know, you're cool. You can put up with my shit. You know, we'll be friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. And like, like I, like I can always refer to like my um, transgender friend. She is really far left. And, like, here I am, like, moderately right. And I see her post about stuff, and, oh, my God, I read the funniest post she ever had. Um, it, was a, it was a meme, and it was saying, um, the far right are saying that the left wants to make the whole world um, run by fucking uh, robots and shit and, you know, do this and whatever. And the far left is there smoking a joint saying, yeah, that sounds uh, radical, man. And I just laughed my ass off. I'm like, is there, nobody's worried. Like, I, I thought it was funny as hell, but I'm like thinking like, nobody's worried about like, like giant robots being made and shit like that. Like, yeah, a few people have a fear of that, but I mean, <laughs> kids are scared of robots. Everyone's scared of robots. I mean, like, uh, what's that uh, star or something or whatever uh, from the ter- Terminator movies. Oh yeah, Terminator. Yeah, yeah, the Terminator. That, yeah. That's what it was. The robot. Yeah, no. Uh, Skynet. Oh, Skynet. Skynet. Yeah, the robot. The uh, the AI <laughs> that 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 became self aware. Yeah, Skynet. Yeah, you know, it's an irrational fear, but you know, people of all different like but is it cultures really? and everything have a fear of it. And and I'm just die laughing. And she posts the most like like far left extreme things ever. And like, if I don't like it, I just like scroll past what she says. Or, like, I'll laugh at it because, like, it's so extravagant. And, like, she, she won't comment on my things, on my post about, like, you know, like, conservative views and stuff. Unless she's, like, laughing at it, too. And you know what? We we became great friends over difference of opinions. And, and that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. And even if you have a, 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 a differing point of view. Say for the sake of argument, uh, you posted a leftist meme that I don't agree with, and I make a comment on it. It's not meant to attack you and your point of view. If anything, it's to say I don't agree, but I'm also offering the opportunity for a dialogue, a debate, but I a just respectful like- debate. I'm not going to sit there and call you a, a bitch or the C word or, or whatever the case may be simply because I don't agree with your point of view. And I hope I get the same respect, but I'm open for exchange of ideas if I even ex- acknowledge on it. Yeah, see, like some people are like, how the hell can you like so conservative minded um, get along with someone so far left like you you guys definitely like, you know, you're you're opinions are always conflicting and stuff and like like I know you don't like what she has to say sometimes and she doesn't like what you have to say sometimes and how are you guys still friends and I'm like oh we like the same music <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a very simple it's a very simple answer at the end of the day all of us have to pull our pants down to take a shit we're all <laughs> we like still the same human music. beings <laughs> we bonded over Marilyn Manson okay like <laughs> <laughs> oh so you dug, you dug that picture I put up of Manson and uh Rose McGowan from 98. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was supposed to go to like a music festival um, to a Manson concert with her. And like, that's how we became friends is like, you know, we obviously weren't seeing eye to eye, but then she's like, oh yeah, I'm going to a Manson concert. I'm like, I want to go. <laughs> and from there on, we were just friends and 
like we we look past each other's political views like sure we don't always agree but i'm not gonna sit there and like lose a cool friend that i could go to a Marilyn Co- manson concert with like fuck that are you kidding me <laughs> exactly at the, like i said at the end of the day we all have to put our pants on uh one leg at a time we all pull our underwear down to take a shit we're all human beings at the end of the day we're arguing over ideas but not people we're still human beings we're still people and whether yeah. we agree with those ideals or not, we got to live with each other in this world anyway. So why not make it a pleasant experience instead of one of constant strife and division? Yeah, like why not find the one thing you have in common or something and, you know, stick with that. So when you, when you guys are talking with your far left friends or you're talking with your conservative friends, you know, you don't fucking care. Like you respect people for their what they do. You don't have to agree with it. But then at the end of the day, it's like, yo, August... Manson's back. <laughs> or like, you know, <laughs> Rockfest is coming. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> and you both have something to like do together because, you know, you're not, you both know that you're going to respect each other and have a great time. And your opinion's not going to matter while you're sitting there in fucking, fucking uh, clown makeup and goth clothing and, you know, like fucking just screaming at the top of your lungs like, I don't like the drugs, you know, and having a great time. And the world would be such a better place if they just went to concerts together. That's it. The the secret to world peace is Marilyn Manson. (laughs) (laughs) It truly is. Like, even my friends in India love Manson. Like, (laughs) he's so iconic. Like, it's crazy. Like, who doesn't like Manson? I like Manson, to to be fair, though. Uh, I'm more of a Trent Reznor fan. I'm I'm a Nine Inch Nails guy. Like, if if it was a choice between Manson or Nails, I I would see Nails in half a heartbeat. Like, you wouldn't turn down a Manson concert, though. Like, come on. <laughs> I wouldn't turn it down unless, like, Metallica or Nine Inch Nails were performing the same night. They always play together. Like, <laughs> well, usually, yeah. Usually, yeah. But I'm saying, yeah. like, if it, if, it was, if it was in a scenario where it's like Nine Inch Nails is playing at one place and on the same night Manson is playing on the other, I'm going to the Nails show. But... Well. Yeah. If they're playing together, of course I'm going to go see them. <laughs> yeah. They don't not play together. Like they're, they're always at Rockfest together or like at special events, like in certain places together. Like they don't like bash. They, they fucking like flash together, you know? Like <laughs> Here you go. that's the great thing about music. Here you go. I'm going to, I'm going to settle it for everybody. There's some people that like Nine Inch Nails better than Marilyn Manson. There's some people that like Marilyn Manson better than Nine Inch Nails, but we all agree. Prick sucks. Who? <laughs> back in 1995, I went. To see, <laughs> back in 1995, I went to see Nine Inch Nails and David Bowie. And uh, it was back when Bowie released that album that had the song uh, "I'm Afraid of Americans," which the whole entire album was produced by Trent Reznor. So they were touring it together. It was also while Reznor was touring the uh, Downward Spiral album. Their opening act was an industrial band called Prick. <laughs> and they were you gotta f- love the grunge ages <laughs> and they were fucking horrible <laughs> now nails was phenomenal and the transition from nine inch because they did it seamlessly they they bowie came on stage with with trent and they sang reptile and then they did i'm afraid of americans and then trent and nine inch nails walked off stage and bowie did the rest of his set Seamless transit. The whole entire concert was great, except for the half an hour we had to sit through prick. 
Yeah, so <laughs> that's why I say Manson fans may be more more for Manson than Nails. Nails fans may be more for na- Nails than Manson, but all of us can agree Prick sucks. <laughs> I'm, most of us can probably agree that we don't even know who the fuck Prick is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so obviously they must suck like that. <laughs> all right, guys, but we're going to call this one uh, uh, an episode. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this video. We enjoyed giving it to you. Venus, why don't you go ahead and tell them what's coming tomorrow and where you can be found. Oh, tomorrow, Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It had to be said with Venus right here, wherever you're listening to it, on whichever platform. Um, We're talking about um, ex-horror stories. It's still not too late to get your ex-horror story into me. Um, You can find me on Facebook on Venus Chan. Um, just shoot me a message, or you can email me, uh, venusuncensored at gmail.com. Um, I usually always comment on these uh, YouTube videos, um, but it's just my username at gmail.com, and we will read your story live on the air tomorrow, or you can even join us if you'd like. There you go. And, of course, you can find me here at Realm of the Mist Podcaster, wherever Realm of the Mist uh, shows are heard, here on Anchor.fm or YouTube or Spotify or iTunes. Speaking of those, make sure you hit the uh, go to the website, which is down in the description below. Make sure you hit uh, the support icon for Anchor or for Patreon. Guys, every little bit helps. I want to be able to pay Venus and Brian and... I especially got to help Brian out, man. Right now, he he really needs like his his electric bill paid. Um, <laughs> he's gonna kill he me. He needs for a new one. ass too because his is cracked. Yeah, he's got <laughs> a crack. In his... than one. <laughs> we gotta we gotta buy him a new ass. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much for hanging out with us, and I will catch you tomorrow night for Venus. Is it's had to be said. Fuck X's. I, I don't know what it's going to be called, but it's going to deal with X horror stories. <laughs> X horror stories <laughs> right here on Realm of the Mist <laughs> Entertainment. Have a good night, guys. Bye.